Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. night you know what that means it's time for the mark over podcast in part of the shining wizards network episode 95 what a hot start surprise right off the bat millionaire matt joining us here to start ryan schlong is here kate is eventually going to join us she's hollywooding us so uh yeah what a night of action on dynamite we're gonna talk about dynamite we're gonna touch on rampage i have a Matt. Matt, did you get your crate i got my crate yeah i got it uh i got it yesterday and i just opened it uh like 20 minutes ago when i came up nice i didn't open mine that's what i'm planning to do here <laughs> oh man such excitement oh isn't it uh so wow matt we definitely have to check in with you um check it uh, out what checking in <laughs> you sound great i i uh i got whatever whatever wonderful illness my wife brought back uh where she was like i just got a scratchy throat and i feel fine she dumped all all the other shit that goes along with it onto me and it's oh, just it's sweet. getting progressively worse as the day goes on wow Sounds great. Well, welcome back to uh, Dry Land. Hope oh, yeah. Still, you got your sea legs? Yeah, yeah I feel good. Good. Like within that aspect. Okay, good. Kate's joining us. Hello, Kate. She doesn't hear us. No. She's frozen. No ears. She's frozen. She's frozen. Frozen in time. There Your she goes. Legendary. <clears throat> I feel like outside of my... A vacation last week. I think I was I showed up for the last two weeks before that. You did. I wasn't here for one of them, and then That's you right. showed up. You showed up uh, last week. You were at the. Said, you were at the concert. Was I? Right. Yeah. Kelsey? The last. Uh, the last one of twenty twenty two. Yes, I was. And this guy Ryan. Um, somebody's running around, right, with like a Ryan mask on. They put on a captain's hat. It's really weird, dude. It looks. I've just heard we look like, similar, but I, I we are not the same person. The captain is his so, own individual. It's, it's creepy how the likeliness is is there. It's creepy. Well, you know, I'm glad you. I'm glad though that the captain made a fun appearance on the Shining Wizards on Monday. Yeah, I was excited to see the captain. Brendan Haney wants to know if you're coming to finish him off, and I'm sure the captain would like to know the same thing. Uh, like in a sexual way? Yeah, I mean, man. Captain, yes. We'll see how I feel next week. Okay. I'm under, I don't feel good, man. Well, that's fine. 
That's All right, fine. I'm waiting for my wife to get out of work because I got to make her dinner. <laughs> so I said I would jump. That just sounded funny. What? I said that sounded funny. You're like I'm waiting for her to get out so I can make her dinner. I yeah, I was you know to be on or not. I was a pain in the ass for I don't know a week with her. So, <laughs> well, so Matt, how how since you're here. And we have you for a few minutes. How was I, I didn't I know you probably went through it on Monday night, but this is Wednesday. You know what, Aunt? I did, but I don't mind going uh, through it again with you guys because I think you're a little more level headed than the okay. fucking buffoons I do a podcast with on Monday nights who had this grand image of me shirtless covered in vanilla soft serve ice cream singing fucking Judas like I'm some kind of fucking animal. I mean, that's going to be Ryan in a couple weeks. Uh, yes, when but actually on the Jericho boat. Are you going on the cruise, dude? Kate bugged me so much I gave in. Wow. Yeah, Kate Kate bugged him so much. Wow. No, you can ask her. She was relentless. It was very, very annoying. So it's a Norwegian gimmick. I know that. We were I was looking yeah. it up Sunday. I've never been a, a on a cruise before, so I figured a nice four day cruise is a good test to see if I enjoy it or not. All right. Get yourself some dramamine just in case. Oh, I am. Absolutely. You should be good. The boat is fucking enormous. So unless you're, uh, unless you're, uh, you know, staying with the poor people at the bottom, you should. No, I got to... a, I got a good spot. I'm like, I forget what deck, but I'm in where he should be to avoid the the swaying. And I have a balcony, so I go out on that. Ah, see, a balcony was a big topic of conversation Monday night. Ant money, Kevin from the okay. Shining Wizards, sure doesn't understand that I had a balcony. He wanted all he cared about was the fucking porthole. To the point where he was like, you slept on the balcony? And I was like, no, stupid. I had a room with a fucking balcony that I could go sit on. Because they, 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 I, I, I apologize to anybody that listened Monday night. But I will tell again. I'll try, I'll try and shorten it for you. They changed our itinerary. I didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Because I was on fucking vacation. So we were on the boat a lot. Like they shortened days. We were supposed to be at uh, at locations, and we were in like Nassau, Bahamas for four hours. We were at St. Thomas for like six hours. We were in Tortola for five hours, and then we didn't even get to go to our last destination because it was a tender, and the the waters were rough, so they weren't running the boats because they didn't want anyone to get hurt. So we just cruised on back to Orlando. <laughs> but I had a nice balcony, and I don't really like people to begin with let alone drunk people on a boat. So when we would go up and we'd hit the casino or we'd get lunch or we'd go up to the sun deck, when it got like we were good, we'd go back down to our room, open the sliding glass door and just sit on the balcony. I read a couple books. I took a couple naps. I got off the boat every time. Every time we got to a port, we got off. We went places. I went to a couple beaches. I saw a couple uh, old lady nipples. Uh, oh, yeah. Big one. lady just took her top off. She was changing her top right there next to me. Nothing wrong with that. It, it caught me by surprise. This is the last thing I thought I was going to see on vacation. So uh, so it sounds like you had uh, a pretty nice trip. You had. Uh, did you have good weather? Oh, it was beautiful. The trip was fantastic. The weather was great, except for the last day. Uh, we got back to Orlando, and it was uh, it was the same temperature as it was in New Jersey. So, wow! <laughs> and, uh, I had a good laugh with all these idiots in their shorts, and I was like, "You're not going to get to have the same fucking boat pulling out a port party that I had, sucker!" 
Because it was <laughs> cold and there were fucking gale force winds down there. Wow. Did you have soft serve ice cream every day, multiple times a day? I didn't. I had soft serve ice cream once because then they were out of vanilla. I don't like chocolate ice cream. I'm sorry. It's kind of weird, but you I get ran it. Out of you vanilla? like what you like. They had like you could go to like the buffet and they were like manually scooping vanilla ice cream. That's in not the soft serve, for you? No. That ain't like, soft no. serve. No, I'm a twist. One... I'm a twist gal. I like I like a good twist cone. I had one vanilla soft serve cone. I'm sorry. That but I also took my shirt experience. off in the pool and I was like, I'm a fucking slob, so let's not be a fucking slob on vacation. And I wasn't. I mean, I feel like vacation of all places is where you should be a slob, right? I was good. I had we had we I ate three meals a day. That's excellent. Yeah, I kept it simple. Probably easier too when you don't you're not in you're not working, so you're not like on a pizza truck for when you'd be having two of those meals or whatever too. Like probably just made it easier. Yes, I also just have bad habits. So if I don't, you know, yeah, decide I need a soft pretzel from the Wawa every day on my way home for dinner. <laughs> I'll you don't be need off. it, but it's still good. But like sometimes you do. <laughs> so, well, I made up for it in the. I had a lot of drinks. I had a lot of margaritas. So. Ooh, spicy yeah. ones. Like no, they just had regular, straight regular up margaritas. Straight up. Mar- yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of drinks on on my cruise. A lot of sodas. You get got the that soda, soda package, package, buddy. You gotta pay got for that soda. soda package. Good man. But it was good. I, it was I, a fun time. I relaxed good. and I did nothing. And I did got. Did you win any money in the casino? Um, no, no, did up you, and down. Did your lovely wife, because she usually, I mean, yeah, when we were on Atlantic a heater Beach, in AC, she, yeah. she actually learned how to play craps and she did very well. Oh boy. Um, but she's, there's still, there's still some, some rules of the game that we're both like, both not quite familiar with. Know your rules. Yeah, craps is crazy. The craps, I don't even know, man. People are fucking throwing chips at these poor dealers. They're yelling things. They're fucking putting things all over. I don't understand fuck all about it. But she kind of got the hang of it. So she had, uh, she did good there. Nice. Last year on the Jericho cruise, you Orange Cassidy was playing craps till like five (laughs) a.m. It was awesome. (laughs) Walk through the casino to go do something. (laughs) Him and Will Osprey were just hitting that casino hard. And of course, MJF, who reminded us. Frequently, that it was TK's money, not his. There you go. It was. was, I had a really nice, uh, relaxing vacation. Which I guess I'm not allowed to have, according to the fucking jack offs I do a show with on Monday night. Those idiots don't know what what a relaxing vacation is. Then they were like, "That's that's B show stuff." They're like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, "Nothing." I read three wrestling books. They're like, oh, way to have a vacation. I'm like, well, I didn't want to bring a fucking murder book with me on my vacation because, you know, that's not really vacation-y like. I mean, if you're reading anything, it's vacation-y. You got the time to. I don't know, man. I can step step on that. If I started reading murder books and I stepped onto that balcony. (laughs) You would have been the victim. Somebody. It wasn't my wife. I'll tell you about that. But there was some. Look, man, I was like. It's fucking the beginning of January. Why are there so many fucking kids on this cruise? Don't yeah, you fucking don't don't you fucking kids need an education? Why aren't they on the Disney cruise? Is the question. That shit's fucking expensive. That's why. Yeah, it is. And then there were all these fucking like college kids on there. I sat to nuts. So you know you've been on a cruise, right? Yes. 
You go to eat no. at the restaurants, and they fuck. They make. They got to get every dollar worth, right? So you're fucking like stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So of course, my wife ends up talking to some dude about guns. <laughs> Makes sense, right? And I'm like, all right, whatever. She's like, I haven't talked all week. I'm like, you're good. Like, I don't care. I'm just like, people think I'm interested when like they bring up like they start talking about it, and I just like fucking zone out. But she's like talking about all the hunting she's doing. They just assume that you're like along yeah, for the ride. Yeah, this guy's like showing like, videos of his like his kids <laughs> and the guns, and I'm like off in fucking space. <laughs> but the kid next to me was like a teenager, and they sit down, and he's with his father. And the mother comes over, and she's fucking mad. She's real fucking mad. And then she leaves. I'm trying not to be too nosy, but I don't give a shit about the gun conversation. And then I look at him, and his fucking face is bright red. Right. Not like embarrassed, but like I fell asleep in the fucking sun from day drinking. (laughs) Then he says to his father, I think I made a mistake. I think I got a little out of hand today. And I've learned my lesson. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, the other thing you when we go to ROH shows. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The other, the other thing too is I think uh if memory serves me correct, you could you only have to be 18 to drink out in international waters. So like if you have a bunch of these young kids who don't know what the fuck they're doing cuz they're just not seasoned drinkers, uh you can certainly make some bad fucking mistakes. The last time I went on a cruise, I was 18 or 19. Uh so um it was uh it was my whole family. So my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, and me. We had our own room, the kids. Now, we did not have a porthole. We did not have a balcony. We were an inside room. Ah. So we we slept till like 1 o'clock every day because unless you set your clock, there's no light. You're just fucking in a cave. But uh, my problem arose on the last day when the bill came because it's very easy just to be like, I'll have another red stripe. Put it on my room. Put and it on they're my not stopping you. <laughs> um, my father wasn't too pleased with me. Um, Excuse me. I'm sorry. I tell you what. We yeah. were looking the the unlimited the the drink package. That ain't fucking cheap either. It's like a hundred and ten dollars no. a day. No, a day. I see. Yeah, you got to drink. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's people that'll do it. You got to drink a fucking lot though to make to to get your money's worth. Well, I you think- like the the game as I understand it is if you're with like six people and one room gets it, that's how you get your oh, value. No, they don't allow that. But you can get two at a time. At no, least no, on I Norwegian. mean they. So if you and Ryan, like, from my understanding, I was looking on the website. If you're going with another person, like both people have to get the drink package. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Though you got to have like six people. Four of them don't get the drink package, and that like. You have like six people and two of them are in separate rooms. You know what I mean? And then one of them gets it. So like you got to have think, a group. So to if make like it you and sense. Ryan went together and then me right. and Anthony and like Tony and Kevin had like two separate rooms, you two would have to stay together and both get it. And then we would mooch off of you, which yeah, actually exactly. happened, happened at me at lunch one day when uh, we went to the restaurant and uh, I was like two for lunch. And they're like, we don't have any two tops. Do you mind sitting with other people? And I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't fuck. Whatever. I just want to fucking eat. So I've been up since eight o'clock in the morning. You get to some fucking island in the fucking Caribbean. In the fucking <laughs> you death come rallies. back from vacation Dude, and the you're fucking pissier than when you left. The death rallies. No one tells you about the death rallies. 
the you death get the death trolleys are <laughs> with these fucking dudes. You don't understand a word they're saying. The trolleys don't have no doors. They got no windows, and then they're driving in the mountains, and the truck's going go 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 go. And then there's cars coming. You're on the left side of the street. There's barely enough room on the street for two cars, and then. Before you know it, you're like this going down a hill. And the truck's making all this crazy noise. And I'm like, when the brakes go, I will die on this island next to my wife and all these other people that I don't know. It's horrifying. Hard. They honk the horn. They drive like maniacs. People are passing us. When I was in Honduras on a cruise... I, it was Ryan the, Van Dam going to Honduras. <laughs> it was a stop on the cruise. I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't go just Honduras, but it was one of the stops. Got it. And it was probably the most I drank since college. And <laughs> it was like nine million degrees. I was so hungover. It was like nine million degrees, and there's just no infrastructure. So there's potholes everywhere. And we're in the back of a cab with no air conditioning and the driver's just going up a mountain like this. And I was like, oh God, oh God, please don't it's you. Horrible. I made it. I did okay. But it was, it is, I was like, oh, right. Cause I'm just like a gem American, assuming that everybody's got like highways and infrastructure. Oh man, that was, that was rough. That Fuck that. I looked at my wife at one point. I'm like, is this what your trip to Burma was like? She was like, oh, yeah, it was a lot worse, though. Oh, like, yeah. I have I'm white knuckling like nothing. Some fucking dude sitting next to her. His leg was touching hers and he like couldn't get the hint. So at one point she put my hand on top of hers and then he was just rubbing up against my hand and I could <laughs> not stop fucking laughing and saying like the most inappropriate shit ever. And, and I, I don't know. I thought he was into it, but I didn't see him on the rest of the cruise. So he might have been from another ship. But anyway, we go to this lunch. We sit down. It's me and Ray. And then this younger couple. Right. Because I'm not young anymore. They didn't know who Dane Cook was. And then this older couple. And this lady had she, she had a fucking story about everything. She was on fucking VH1. She was in the fucking remake of the Partridge family. Her kids, a fucking musician, whatever. No, what is with the fuck? Everybody wants to know about. The- I wasn't in anyone's room. <laughs> I no, did no, not no. see no upside no down more. pineapples on the no doors. Matt. No, I didn't see any. We're just walking down the hallways. I saw no. That's the thing now. I understand. I got asked it three times on Monday, and then they were all screaming <laughs> at each other because they already asked me that. So, me and Reese sat first. We each ordered a drink. The younger Asian people they didn't order nothing. And then this old couple came and they each ordered a drink. So then I finished my drink and the waitress is like, do you want another one? I'm like, no, I'm good. Because it's only one o'clock and I know I'm going to take a nap. And then after the nap, whatever, the fucking goofy game show is downstairs. We went to the fucking, we went and saw a cover band, comedian, whatever. There's a hundred fucking million things to do. Mm-hmm. Well, the dude with the wife who does everything, knows everything. They order another round. And I get another margarita. And I'm like, I look at Ray and she's like, whatever. And I'm like, all right. Then I finish my margarita and then the dude's like, another round. And then I got another margarita. Sweet. And then did it again. And then Ray got another drink and I got, I had fucking four margaritas for lunch. And I was like, you're on vacation. What is going on here? Yeah, I was feeling great. And then when we got back to the room, I'm like, I think, I think we got it on those people's drink packets. Like, 
Oh we, yeah. We checked our account and we didn't get charged a fucking dollar. Hey. My fucking wife is up on the fucking stage last night at the at the theater. Whoa. With the, doing fucking the fucking pina colada song. <laughs> fucking with the fucking choir boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds like a great time. Long kisses at me because he stole my wife. It was very dramatic. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it was fun though. I had a great time. I had a great time. I'm glad you had fun for real. That you got a very break relaxing. from work. And... I did. I did say to these guys though, Matt, that you were going to come back and show up, and you're just going to be pissing vinegar about something. <laughs> and I'm glad you did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah, it was it like he's going to have. He's going to have his story. No, I. I know you weren't. Pissed at vacation, but I just knew you were going to come back and there was going to be yelling about something, and I love it. Yeah, no, it was a great time. Great time. Good, good. good. And Ryan and Kate are gearing up for their cruise. That'll be fun. Uh, Kate, Ryan said you were relentless in uh, getting him to go on this trip. There was a while where I was with everybody. I put it in the Discord like a hundred times. Yeah, who you? So it's just you and Ryan, or do you have all your little fucking weird minions going with you too? I have a friend from high school that's also coming with us. Her name's Elise. Is she a wrestling fan, or did you just drag her? Oh, along? she was in um, she was in AC with us. If you remember, we went to brunch the next morning. She you said had brunch. I do remember somebody I didn't know having brunch with us. Yes, I don't think you talked to her a lot because you were too busy embarrassing yourself in front of Jay White when we were gambling. But uh, <laughs> she she was also there. She's she's gonna be on the cruise. She went with me the the first time that I went. Um, but it's a really good time. Everybody should go. Well, but yeah, Ryan hasn't taken a vacation in like the whole time I've known him. So I was like, take a vacation. It's real fun. It's all included. Like that's my favorite part about cruises is like, I don't have to worry about shit. It's gonna be a good time. Well, good. Sounds Hell like yeah. fun. Yeah, I need it. I'm exhausted. Do you, do you pay for the internet on the boat? Ryan did. That shit's expensive. You're a maniac. I uh, I had reasons. Uh, I might have to reach out for. Oh, uh, this guy's got to work on vacation. Yeah, so that's heartbreaking. That's a. But he also he also has to have the ability to tweet out some thirst trap pictures of Kate, nope, right? Of himself. <laughs> Kate, Ryan thirst trap, Captain thirst trap. Captain was wild on Monday, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> I love the captain. Um, I did not get the internet package last year because getting on the boat was such a shit show. They gave us a free credit, so I used my credit for internet stuff. Um, uh, because we had to wait in line for like seven hours. They were like, "We'll make it up to you with a hundred dollars of credit," and I was like, "Well, they already had given us a free drink package last year," and my friend that was with me. That was a non-negotiable because she wasn't that into wrestling, but was like, I'll go to fucking the Caribbean for five days. Uh, <laughs> and she's kind of just like fun. She's open to to whatever. Um, and I was like, well, I don't want to get like a photo from the gift shop or whatever. Like I'll, I'll get the internet with my package. And honestly, that first day I was so pissed and we were so worn out. It was kind of nice just to have like connectivity in a way um but no it's it's really expensive and i'm looking very forward to not having reception for a few days oh it's the best it was it's the best yeah i want it's it the best being I unplugged. Want to be something else i don't understand with the the younger kids i'm gonna sound like the old get off what is 
do they understand what a fucking hot tub is for? It's not like you're a bunch of little tiny hot dogs and we're supposed to fucking boil you until you're done. You don't have to <laughs> fit as many as you can in there. Dude, I we walked by a fucking hot tub and we both were like, what the fuck? There must have been 25 people in the hot tub. Well, what age group are we talking here? Yeah, go ahead. Definitely between 20 and 30. Well, you definitely okay. get more more wasted in the hot tub. All just, I will say j- too j- didn't look enjoyable. Not not fun. Two of the three times that I was on a cruise, I yeah, fuck that many people being in a hot tub, but they aren't like it's not like super hot water. It's like not that much warmer than the pool. So people would just sit in there for like ever because it was not making you. It was just kind of like like a lukewarm bath. Like it was not that hot hot tub. So people were in there forever. It was annoying. Awful. When I went on my honeymoon, you found a nice hot tub. Six people would sit in it, plenty of room. You spread out, you enjoy yourself, you have your drink, you talk, whatever. This pool deck with the hot, there was like 25 people. It was gross. Last time, it was, there was a minute where it was me, JD Drake, and JD Drake's wife, and my friend, and nobody else. And I was like, this rules. I want nobody else here. JD Drake was like, I gotta go put my gear on. <laughs> like ten minutes into it, we were just talking to his wife, and she was so awesome. And that was it. That was like the only time I think I spent in the hot tub because of what you were saying, where it was just overcrowded. It's gross. Like, well, just the other thing, like. the other thing, Matt is, uh, I wonder uh, if you look up the boat you were on, uh, if that boat is historically like a party boat that a lot of younger kids go on. Because it used to be, I don't, again, I haven't taken a cruise in a long time and I haven't really looked into cruising, but I know in the past you used to be able to actually look up like on the cruise line sites, they would say like, this is generally a younger boat. Like there's more party and, you know, this isn't like a family boat. You know, you could sort of like plan your trip around that. So I wonder if you were on just a. Like we talked to people. Oh, sorry, Kate. Oh, I was just saying the hot goss that I had heard was that Royal Caribbean is a shit show and the party boats and Norwegian cruise no. line is classy. That's what no, I heard. No. I heard it was carnival because we were talking carnivals as a shit show. Oh, maybe like, that might be what I'm thinking. Yeah. My my parents cruise every year show, right? and they go Royal Caribbean. And they are I learned by not drinking from them. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not a party boat. That's what you think. <laughs> Norwegian's not we did Norwegian for our honeymoon and this was real this was great. Well good. I, lo- I, was, I love it. That's a good the- time. I have nothing to compare it to. All three that I've taken are on are Norwegian, but it, it, it's been a great experience. There's a reason I've gone back every time. So yeah, it was fantastic. I can't wait I never, to do it again. I haven't taken either one of. The, I mean, I haven't been on a cruise like I said since I was like 18. But when we were younger, we went on a carnival before all the shit show stuff. It was you know pretty good. And then we did a celebrity cruise when I was 18. And again, it wasn't so much of a shit show. But like I don't know what now celebrities. If, well. Look who you're talking to. Uh, but I just exactly. don't I don't know anything about it now. If I had to go on a cruise now because I have a kid, I'd probably look to do Disney. But it's so fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. There's no way that's happening. There was a, a lot of stuff for kids to do on our boat. They had water slides and a kid. Oh, yeah. And giant chess and a ropes course and mini golf. Yeah, for kids. I definitely court. never did any of that. I just know that one of the cruises we went on, my brother was significantly younger. You know, my brother's like five years younger than me, but he was way younger than us. We never saw him. He was like in the kids club, would do shit with them all day. And he would be gone from like 
noon to like six at night when we had dinner. We never saw him. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. I would like to do a trip with a cruise with friends. I think that would be fun. I'm sure it would. Yeah, I hope it is. Otherwise, I've made a mistake. Definitely be a relief (laughs) to my poor wife because I was like, I'm on vacation. I don't care. What do you want to do? I don't care. Finally, she was like, I'm going to fucking strangle you. if You say I don't care one more time. I was like, oh, I might have taken this a little too far. (laughs) I just care about something. Read. Well, that's the thing. Like, it was like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, I just like, are we going to get off the boat? What do you want to do? I'm like, let's go to a beach. Well, which beach? I don't care. I don't. I'm going to fucking go in this beautiful water and just float around like a giant fucking whale. So I don't give a shit. As long as I can do that, I'm good. Right. But it finally, and did you accomplish that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every fucking beach I went to. There you go. Right in the water. Just fucking lay down, float around. There see you some go. Nipples. It's great. Great. We went to some like uh That's like two nipples park. for you like two weeks in a row. I guess four nipples for you. Last year last week you had your weird ass dream. Yeah, but those aren't real nipples, Kate. Like I've never seen your nipples. He saw nipples yeah, in real no, life, Kate, in front of his nipples eyes. Were like, that he didn't have to pay for. Right there. I was like, oh man, what's in this tree? What do you think that fruit is? Oh man, look at them. <laughs> How old? Old. Someone it was that was somebody every cruise I've been on, (laughs) it's been an old old people are the ones that are wiling out the most by far. Not even close. They got no shits to give. Oh my gosh, there was one woman getting carried down the hallway, like over someone's arm. It was amazing. It was amazing. We you get in line to go into the cruise thing, right? To check in and everything, and my wife will fucking talk to anybody. I I don't don't just leave me the fuck out of this. So Mm -hmm. she starts talking to somebody. And then somebody overhears her talking to somebody. And this person was going on the first cruise. So this fucking dude is like, did I hear you say this was your first cruise? And the person was like, yeah. He's like, this is my 73rd cruise. What? What? Bro. 73. In a row. And then Rhiannon was like, I'm like, what is all this? You know, when do we got to get off and all this shit? And she's like, yeah. So, you know, everyone goes in groups or whatever. And then I'm like, what is this at the bottom? She's like, that's the people that just stay on the boat and just keep fucking cruising. That's what? So <laughs> the people that were mad that we didn't go to the fucking DR are jumping back on so they can spend three <laughs> hours at a fucking beach in the Dominican Republic? It's wild. Fucking cruising is weird. Those people are fucking weird. I bet you there's a ton of upside down pineapples. It's just some weird secret club that I'm not part of. <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of it. You sure? It sounds like you're looking for it. No, I'm good, man. Leave me alone. Let me play my fucking video roulette. Let me eat the fucking pretzel bites at the fucking Irish place. Let me fucking go watch some cover band do Fleetwood Max rumors. I'm good. Okay. Uh, Ryan and Kate. specific. Ryan and Kate, I'll give you this request. If you see uh, upside down pineapples on the boat, uh, it needs to be documented, but also... um, you got to try to get a look at the animals who are sporting the upside down pineapples. Cause I mean, nine times out of 10, they're, they're ghastly. If there isn't an upside down pineapple picture with the captain, I'm going to be very upset. Well, you you probably won't get to see the captain, but the cruise director, you will see. No, 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 no. The captain, the captain. Also, like if you want to know where the front of the boat is, follow the fish on the rug. They always go in the direction of the front of the boat. 
Oh, look at that. The way that they swim, yeah, is the front of the boat. Yeah. So, you Matt, do you... Forward or are you going to go aft? Oh, wow. Look at you with the boating terms. Yeah, I'm a fucking... I'm a fucking... Did you learn from cruise director Mato. Mike? Did what? you learn from cruise director Mike before you left? Did, did we you had a uh, cruise director, cruise director Jack. I was ready to fucking punch him in his head after oh, the third day. Cruise director Mike. This is cruise director Jack with your freestyle for the night. Oh my god! We are having an eighties party up in H two O. Make sure you come up and favorite He was. He was like British or some shit. I don't know. British or some shit. Fuck cruise director fucking Jack. What a fucking no. job. That job's got to be awful. I meant our cruise director. I know who you're talking about. Is he around? You know, they're, he's going on fucking tour with Ugly Kid Joe. I didn't know that. I, I, I do know that. And I was seeing if they were coming around because I'd see Ugly Kid Joe. Why? So they could do fucking the two songs that you know? So what? Okay. Actually, I was, it's I was funny. Both, I said to I Mrs. Money... Hoping, uh, you would hit me with a third. No, I don't know a third. I said to Mrs. Money, wait a minute. What is their song? And then she played for me. I was like, oh, I thought it was a different band. But I'd still go see Ugly Kids. Everything about you and then a cover of Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, and they had Neighborhood. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. I don't know that one. Be my neighbor. Matt, we were watching uh, Metal Mayhem on on MTV Classic one night, and and somebody came on, and Gina said, "Ask Matt about this." And I was like, "I'm not bothering him with this." I was like, "I also think I was like, I think he's also googling a lot of this. His knowledge is way too much about '80s hair metal." No, you're not googling anything. I know you're not. I'm a little disappointed that you would think I would Google. I don't remember who it was either. That's the terrible thing. Is somebody (laughs) came up. And then the only thing I could say to her was like, you have to look up Gorky Park because it is terrible. Bang. So that da, da, da. you're on a list for, for watching that. I'm telling you, I'm on a list. I'm probably on a list for watching a lot of fucking. You just got back from the cruise. He's on several lists. Yeah, several. <laughs> In uh, multiple we f- countries. Where are you guys going out of? Miami. Miami. Oh. Because we went to, I went to Rock and Brews twice. Oh. Okay. And Rock and Brews is a rock restaurant, right? It's got mm-hmm. all sorts of rock and roll memorabilia throughout it. And Just by the, the name, songs, I would assume. All the songs they play in the restaurant, they also play the music video. Oh, nice. perfect. Wait, where did you go out of? Orlando. Nice. So we went down a day early because you never know what the shitty yeah. fucking weather up here. We're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we spent the day in Orlando. We went to Rock and Brews for dinner. I don't know why we took such a fucking early flight. We got to the air. I'm like, why are we doing this? Why? It's we... nice to like settle in. I couldn't check into the hotel at 1030. That's fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. That part's silly. And then because they changed our, t- our itinerary, which I didn't give a shit about, but we came back three hours earlier. So we were supposed to go back at 10 a.m., but the boat docked at 7 a.m. It took us fucking forever to get off the boat because people don't know how to follow fucking directions. Mm-hmm. Correct. So uh, I spent like six hours at the Orlando airport before our flight took off. We went to <laughs> Rock and Bruce for, for I once. I cannot imagine sitting in an airport with you for six hours after having just been on a cruise with you. Like, were you in little kid mode? No. Okay. No, we went if to, you uh... were like you were like Ring of Honor Hotel Night... <laughs> For for six hours in an airport. That's if just I like... get Ring of Honor Hotel Matt 
for a whole week on a boat plus a bonus six hours in a airport <laughs> sign me up i would be divorced do you guys have dreams we went to rock and brews for lunch yep i had a couple margaritas sounds about right we went to the airport were they cabo wabo they were called uh the texas flood named after stevie ray Vaughan. but were they made with cabo wabo i don't tequila? look because that would margarita. fit the brand well, Sammy, Sammy, no Sammy Hagar paraphernalia in the restaurant. Terrible. Van uh, Halen, we not Van Hagar. And then we went to the airport and we dropped off our bags. And then we found some chairs and we sat in those chairs for a couple of hours. Then we went, made it through the security checkpoint. And then in our gate, they had a very big TV showing the football game. Oh, nice. So I sat down and watched the football game. Well, that sounds like a good trip. Yeah. When we did you over. actually get back? I got back late Saturday night. Okay. Cool. I had to do dim sum Sunday morning for mommy's birthday. Ooh. Oh. It was that good? Guys have made a decision. Talk about, talk about being a minority. Oof. <laughs> <coughs> Stuck out like a fucking sore thumb. Can we start talking about wrestling since we're almost 40 Real quick, before we talk about wrestling, I've made a decision. I do not want to join the Slap Fight League. That's fine. No, that shit's stupid. I'm All watching it. All you have to do and... is get married to Dana White if you want to join the Slap Fight League, apparently. So, fuck that guy. I'm watching Kate, it. It just looks really bad. Kate, before you got on, uh, Ryan and I were talking about it. <clears throat> and I said to... Uh, Ryan, I actually don't know if I said this, to be honest. But I was somewhere Sunday... Uh, with some friends watching football with somebody's birthday and they were talking about that and i said wouldn't it be fantastic if, if that was all just a promotion for his slap fight league that's how i would have spun it i would have been like see i was very into slap fight league we're just getting ready to launch this we were testing something out boom dana white you're out of trouble instead he went with what am i gonna do reflect on my actions yeah i'm just gonna buy my <laughs> wife everything asshole. she wants piece of shit I think he went with the bitch had it coming defense, and I don't think that's what people really wanted to hear. That, almost worse than that, he just didn't care, which I think that's might true. even be worse. I don't know why that surprises any of you. Have you ever watched anything Dana White? Oh no, I'm He's not a surprised. Douchebag. Oh, it's not a surprise. It's still just, but at least in the UFC or boxing, you could get away with a fight without maybe getting hurt. Everyone in this thing's just got swollen faces. What is the point? A, not fighters <laughs> it's fun look i'll tell you i put on i watched like the last three minutes of dynamite and then i was biding my time to jump in mm -hmm. i was hooked man i watched two fucking idiots fucking smack the shit out of each other for no reason it is there's something about it you can't look away yeah that fucking, i can actually that, i had no problem looking that away fucking first guy got hit and he went down like this stiff-armed yeah and i was like oh that guy's dead let me see a replay. Yeah, he went down stiff armed. <sighs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, uh, we should talk a little bit of wrestling. Um, and uh, we're going to divert from our normal uh, thing because of all the news that sort of came out, uh, unfortunately, yesterday. So uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Ring of Honor did announce uh, last week on the 11th that they were going to be running on March 31st um, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor live from the Galen Center at USC. Uh, 
And uh, all the promotions are showing that all the champions are going to be there defending their belts, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, fast forward to yesterday, and uh, we got awful, awful news uh, that Jay Briscoe died at 38 years old. Tony Khan tweeted out that sadly um, he had passed away. And he was a star in Ring of Honor for over 20 years from the first show until, uh, you know, today. And um, that they were reigning champions. Uh, We'll do whatever we can to support his family. Rest in peace. And there weren't a whole lot of details known uh, at the time. And since then, it has come out. Well, the only thing that people knew was that it was a car accident. Uh, Since then, the Delaware State Police have released details of the accident. And it turns out that uh, it was a head-on collision. Their report said that a 2019 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 was traveling westbound on Laura Road, west of Gooseness Road. At the same time, a 2016 Chevy Silverado, Silverado excuse me, 2500 was traveling eastbound on Laurel Road in the same vicinity. And for some reason, uh, the driver of the 1500 pickup truck re- failed to remain in her lane and crossed the center line and entered the eastbound lane directly into the path of uh, Jay Briscoe's truck and resulted in a head-on collision between the two trucks. The driver of the 1500 was a 27-year-old named Lillian uh, Turnahan of Frankfurt, Delaware. She was wearing her seatbelt. The driver of the 2500 was uh, Jay Briscoe. Uh, unfortunately, was not wearing a seatbelt. Uh, both drivers were dead on the scene, and... The other unfortunate thing is that the two passengers in Jay's truck were his 12-year-old and 9-year-old daughter. Um, They were properly restrained, but both girls were taken by ambulance to uh, the hospital in critical condition. And today, uh, Ashley Pugh, his wife, tweeted out that they need prayers. Gracie's on her way into surgery on her back. Um, So the girls are not in great shape. Uh, They have some uh, pretty serious injuries Uh, And I think even uh, Chris Jericho at one point said that um, things are worse than uh, than they seem. Uh, So um, just just terrible news and details uh, coming out today about the accident. Again, last night we knew it was a car accident, but nobody really knew what had happened. Uh, So uh, the other thing I should mention, too, uh, is that um, the police report doesn't say whether alcohol or drugs were involved. I'm sure that they're investigating. But uh, it was a head-on collision. The young lady uh, drifted out out of her lane. Um, And Jay wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So, uh, unfortunately, he's gone at 38 way, 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 way too soon. Uh, A 13-time Ring of Honor tag champion. uh, A Ring of Honor heavyweight champion or world champion. I don't remember what they call it. Um, But, man, just uh, from everybody's account, a great, great person. Uh, and, uh, you know, Matt and, and Kate, we ran into him in passing in Delaware, uh, in Delaware, in Maryland, uh, in the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, you know, we just sort of nodded and it's a great match <laughs> and that was it. But, you know, he just seems like a overall good dude based on everybody's accounts and super helpful to them in the business and getting to learn everything. And, uh, it's just awful news. Um, so, um, you know, we can certainly talk about it. Um, you know, Matt, I think out of all of us, you're probably more knowledgeable about, uh, the past of ring of honor. Uh, and you probably have seen more Jay than we have. Uh, so if you'd like to 
you know, talk about it. Surely go ahead. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. Um, you know, life is precious. Like six hours before that happened, he, he took a picture on, on Instagram, you know, talking about his new hat. It's a 13 time on it. Um, he's, he's been a part of the, the, the wrestling community in ring of honor since day one, he had the first match in ring of honor. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I've been lucky enough to have him on the shining wizards twice and he was nothing but a, a nice dude. Um, it's just it sucks. It sucks hard, and it sucks for every single person that's involved, uh, and it sucks for the people that have to report it because I don't know how you do something like that. I had somebody reach out to to me through the Wizards who had knowledge of 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 the accident before a lot of people did because he is friends with somebody who is a Delaware State policeman, and it was awful it's something you hear it and then i was like dude are you fucking with me like this is and he was like no it's, it's bad karma like i don't do that and i don't know how i, I don't know how people go and and make that announcement and, and put out that tweet or write that article like it's it's horrifying it's really just awful there's no other way to put it it's not like you know, it's not like Brody Lee where he got sick and they tried to do everything. like he was just probably taking his fucking kids to some sporting thing or going to the stop and chop or they were coming home from her cheerleading event. <clears throat> it's it's which is awful. It's it's just so fucking sad. And you look in this fucking cesspool that is social media and people, you know, they have to just I, I don't know what's wrong with people. Being on vacation was the best thing that I could have done to not be on social media. Like people encouraging other people to wear seatbelts and them getting shit for it. Like, stop the fucking, there's no agenda. Wear your fucking seatbelt. Yeah. I think it's it's big. It's bigger than it's bigger than professional wrestling. Like, and you don't know, you don't know what the other person on the, trying to convey that message, how it has affected their life. If it's from a personal experience and, and it hurts everybody. Like it's stupid. Like this is bigger than wrestling. This he was a father. He was a husband. He was a friend. Like wrestling's fucking last. Who gives a shit? At the end of the day, who really gives a fuck about professional wrestling? Like this is a dude who had a fucking family and he was beloved in his industry. We were next to him at fucking final battle. His whole fucking family. Yeah. Yep. And no one ever has a bad thing to say about the Briscoes. It's it's so heartbreaking. And it's frustrating when you see this on social media or people decide they're going to take the opportunity when something tragic like this happens to try and put a spotlight on them or make it about them when it's not, you're, you don't, you're not that important. Like, stop. This is somebody's friend. This is somebody's father. This is somebody's husband. Like be fucking respectful and let these people mourn. Nobody gives a shit about, the way they were booked or what their fucking agenda what like stop you look like fucking idiots and uh he let's not forget too he was obviously a, a brother um spent all his time with his brother mark it's uh, fucking mark's birthday today how awful birthday is that today. that yeah. was the other thing i was gonna say and oh. unfortunately it's mark's birthday and he jay's birthday would have been I, I think a week later too like he mm-hmm. was closing in on 39 yeah. Uh, yes, you you are right because um, Mrs. Money actually was looking it up. It's funny we were 
we were talking about it yesterday and tonight it, it as we were watching dynamite it sort of hit me i was like gee you had to see the briscoes a at least a couple times because Gina came with us to a few of the final battles, you know, when the Bucks and, and Hangman and, and uh, Cody were in Ring of Honor. So we went to a couple of those final battles at, at Hammerstein. Um, and I said, you had to have seen him a few times. And she was looking him up. And yeah, she was like, he was our age, you know. Uh, and she also said, yeah, they scared the shit out of me because somebody said something. And he or Mark turned around and said, I'll stab you, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, yeah, they they were great at their fucking gig, um, but yeah, just uh, just terrible. And, and Kate, you know, uh, Matt said it. We were at, uh, you know, uh, the final battle. You know, we went yeah. to a couple of the shows down in Maryland and got to see them wrestle. Um, some really cool moments. So um, yeah, it's just um, it, it's so. I said it last night. Like we had to go live <laughs> to like our weird ass NXT post show. Last week it was we talked about Vince rumors for four hours, and this week this happened, and it was just like, what the fuck do you even say, right? Um, we talked a lot about their trilogy with FTR was like how so many people just found out about them through those matches. Um, but I I was really emotional, like more so than I expected. And the first thing that I thought of was well, we were at final battle and we turned to the left and we were like, Where did everybody go? And it was like his 900 family members that were there and they just were so excited to like go down around the side of the ring for, for them versus OGK. Um, I, I remember that so vividly cause there were so many and they were so excited, uh, from a in-ring perspective, what I mean, 13 time ROH champs, I WGP champs, six man champs. He was a world champion twice. Like, um, when I went back and started watching Ring of Honor, like him and Samoa Joe and a cage was one of the first things that like really, really grabbed me. Um, there's so many matches, but you just, you think about, I think he has like six kids. Um, and you think about that and it's just awful because it's still an ongoing situation, right? Like he passed away, but he's got kids. One of them was in surgery earlier today, like one in critical condition, one in serious, but stable condition. And it's just, um, it just freezes you in your tracks. Like there's just, it's just absolutely heart wrenching, absolutely devastating. I couldn't agree more with Matt that if you're taking time to dunk on other people for how they reacted or dunk on him for his past comments, that's, that's a load of shit. And, um, what he said, like from a controversial standpoint, and that's the last thing I want to get into, but like, if you see the way LGBTQ talent came out and basically were like, Hey, shut the fuck up. He was great to me and how much he committed to kind of redeeming himself for what he said. He gave a lot more to LGBTQ charities than any of us. I can promise you that anybody who's criticizing him, I would love to see your donations to the charities that he was giving to, because I'm sure they were less, but uh, just, just awful. And, and before he's a wrestler, right? He's a man. And now there's a brother who's never known a wrestling world without him. Like Mark Briscoe's never known a wrestling world without his brother. There's a woman who has six kids and no husband to raise them with, who has two kids in the hospital, like so much bigger than wrestling. And the other thing that, that blew my mind about this whole thing too, was just 
it's crazy that he was only 38 and had like two decades of wrestling under his belt. Like that mm-hmm. blew my mind when I was like, oh my God, he's only 38. And I was like, how is he only 38? It feels like they've been around forever. And they kind of have, like they were turning him away because he was too young in the beginning of ROH with that stuff. So uh, just, just uh, so sad that his life was cut so short, but such a, a legacy to leave behind in pro wrestling. Um, but ju- just awful, just awful. It was yesterday was the first time ever that I actively did not want to do a podcast. Like there were times I was tired, I guess with Brody, but we didn't do one. Um, that was the first time I ever was like, I don't, I fully don't want to do this. Um, it was, it's just, just awful. So just tell your loved ones, you love them. You just never know. And, you know, Kate, you brought up the fact that people are sort of dunking on the comments. <clears throat> it should be known, um, you know, he's probably worked for the last 10 years now owning up to those comments that he made and apologizing and doing everything he could. He to... literally said, like, I misunderstood my own religion. I don't yeah. know what more you want than, than that yeah. from that guy. And, and, I mean, you know, clearly, uh, I think, felt... Uh, the repercussions of that <laughs> over the last 10 years. Um, so, you know, uh, it is a, it's a shame because the work they were doing, I mean, the work they've done has always been good, right? I mean, um, but the work that they have just been doing, especially that trilogy with FTR was just next level and they had the belts, So there were plans, you know, you would assume moving forward with ring of honor, in some capacity to get them way, way, way more involved. Um, so, uh, Matt, I think you have to bounce out. So we're just going to pause here to say goodbye, but I'm glad we got your thoughts on, uh, on Jay Briscoe. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you had a good vacation. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. Yes, I will be back. I'll probably be back next Wednesday. I'll just t- stop in for a couple minutes and just say, Hey, how's everybody doing? Well, good. Please stop back. I will. And look, can I just, I just got to plug Monday night, the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. I got news. I know you guys were looking to buy the network. We're revamping the whole fucking thing. Okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. Sons of bitches. Sorry. Unless your checkbook is mucho grande. Uh, but the, the Wizards yeah, network is coming back with new shows, stronger, longer, much more entertaining. No more of this weird, goofy commercials and shows that don't put out, uh, uh, shows constantly. You can't put out four shows in a year and expect to still be part of the network. So, so we're kick rocks, people. Every Monday night, seven o'clock. We're having a great time. We're doing great things. We had Clark Connors on Monday night. He was fucking high as a kite, and he was loving life. And we talked. Uh, we had a great time with him. Uh, we got Kevin Kelly coming up in February and Vinny Pacifico. So check us out. And uh, of course, if you're a New Japan fan, me and Kieran crushed the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, we finally got around to recording our post show because that cocksucker flew to fucking Japan last minute and uh, enjoyed the whole week. And I then went on vacation, so we didn't get to uh, do a show, but we finally did one Monday. Uh, so check it out. Uh, Fightful Overbooked, Bread Club, subscribe. Shining Wizards, subscribe. Mark Order Podcast, subscribe. And then fuck them all. Fuck the rest of them. Don't even pay attention. Wow. No offense, Kate. I don't know what you, what other six podcasts you're doing. Um, don't I don't even, either. Do any of those podcasts have the captain? No. The Shining Wizards had the captain on Monday night. <laughs> well, we had and, them first. That's all I know. 
Just saying. I don't know. What do you? I I don't know. I don't know. Nasty ninety six like is next week. I'm he just looks saying. like Ryan, but he's not Ryan. Well, I can no. promise you the captain will not. Oh no! Next week the captain might make an appearance. That's right. It's nasty ninety six for my wonderful wife before she stabs me in the neck. We'll have fun. I love you guys. I love you listeners. Uh, if you're new to the show, I used to do this every week. Uh, I You'd was even important. watch Dynamite. I was in, yeah. When I have time, I watched. I haven't watched last week's Dynamite yet. I used to be an important part of the show, and I still might be. You still are, but it's very questionable. I make questionable comments, and I uh, sometimes take my shirt off, and I have weird dreams about Kate and her nipples. Oh, my wife's called me. I gotta go. See you, Matt. See you. Oh, that's a sign off, and I have weird oh, dreams. Oh Lord, Kate. I'm like the. Uh, so, uh, so let's, I just don't want, I don't want to leave Ryan out of this conversation. So let's jump back into what we were talking about. So Ryan, I mean, um, I, I don't the know least to contribute here to be quite well, honest. And that's not a, no, but, but I at least want your, your take here because I, I actually was going to say, keep me honest, unless I'm wrong. I think maybe the most knowledge you have about them in, a, in an extended stretch here is the trilogy with FTR, right? I mean, that's been... Mostly. Maybe... I did see them wrestle live twice, mm-hmm. I think, because mm-hmm. of going to ROA shows, but no, I'm not a long-time fan, and, and I mean, really it doesn't matter, because it's just a human thing. You know, seeing the... Sure, of course. I, I Listen, I, I can't watch, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, like, it's a bad video, it's so adorable... I can't watch the video of him and his daughter doing the chair routine. I just can't. Yeah. I try as soon as I see it, I, I go away. Like it's just too, too sad. Um, this only makes me think I wish, and then you can't change the way we are in life. So it's not going to change anything, but it always makes me wish we address these things before something happened to someone. And we told gay people their flowers before <laughs> something bad happens because these tributes only, and, and it's no, not any, it's not just a wrestling thing. This is a human thing. We wait till after someone's gone to, to say all the wonderful things about that person, um, which just kind of sucks because, you know, sure, it would be nice to sit that him to hear all the love he's getting. Because literally, if you go through Twitter, and I'm lucky, I, I curate our, our timeline pretty well that I don't see the shitheads. Um, if you go through Twitter, it's all just wrestlers being like, he was, they were the only, him, usually him and Mark, because they were together, they were the only two to talk to me that day. They were so nice. It was this person so nice. And it's from all over the place. I mean, there's, you know, again, Kate said LGBTQ wrestlers, um, young indie wrestlers, older experienced wrestlers who was coming Seth in like Rollins and shit. Yeah, like, like that broke my heart reading his. But you're right, like it's, it's just everywhere, every company, every level of wrestling. And and also to the shit to the shitheads out there who are like mad about certain ways he got reported. I would also point out that a lot of these reporters knew jay on some level because he he wasn't wrestling for wwe yet he wasn't john cena and i don't say that insultingly i mean by the sense of he had a much more intimate relationship with a lot of reporters because of the level he was at so these guys are trying to report on something of a person they knew person they had a conversation with a person they've like been around multiple times i challenge anyone to know yeah i I challenge anyone to know how to send out that tweet to, to know what to say and when to say it like no, it's it's one of the I mean, 30, 38, 39 is just far too young. And I can't, I won't even address the other the daughter's thing because I just can't think about it. It's just too sad. Um, that's part of the reason if you follow us on Twitter, I don't put anything out. 
I am not the person to put out the sad words. <laughs> it's like, I feel them. I just don't have the words to put down. And that's how I feel towards all this stuff. I don't usually have the words when you're in a situation like this where it's like, I, I can't fathom what that family's going through. I don't know how that how his wife is even waking up today. I, I doubt she went to sleep, but when she has to, if she can sleep ever, I don't know how she wakes up. Like the, the pain she must be going through. Well, Mark is just probably tormenting himself. I don't know how he steps in a ring again. And I say that like, I just, like Kate said, his entire wrestling life has been with his brother. How do you step foot in that ring again? He will. I mean, I, I these are like, I'm sure he's going to, and not like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's probably one of those things where Jay would have wanted him to, but like, I don't know how you do it. And the, uh, and, yeah. and the feeling like you have shoes to fill, right? Oh like uh, Jay was this, I mean, listen, Mark's, Mark's very good at what he does, but he wasn't the single star of that group, right? They yeah. put a single strap on Jay, not Mark. And no, now you have means- to feel, but all I'm saying is you, if, if I, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and I can't, but you Dude, have you to feel can't. there's got to be pressure on you, right? Like, how do I live up to this now? How do I find somebody else who I can do what I did with my brother with? You can't. That that bond is more than wrestling, you know? I mean, I, 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 didn't, I never wrestled with my brother, but I couldn't imagine doing the things that I do with my brother with anybody else. And I can't imagine if we work together in such a close capacity. And that goes for any tag team. Look at Top Flight. Look at the Young Bucks. Can you imagine either of those guys trying to do it with somebody else to the same level they're doing with their own brother? Because you've known them forever. You have some sort of connection. It's going to be... It's going to be weird. Even Mark's probably best singles match and arguably Jay's best single match were against each other. Like Mm -hmm. that fight in the barn is was probably the most notable one of their career. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be one of those things where he can't do it or he has to do it. And that's just like a personal decision that you have to get in touch with yourself on. But yeah, listen, if he said tomorrow, I can't ever wrestle again. I just can't do it. I would, I, there's no, I respect 100%. the hell that I get it. And if he said tomorrow, I will rest. I need to be wrestling in a month because I need to do this. I also respect like, yeah. I never yeah. tell someone how to handle their grief. That is you and you alone, I will never, like I said, I, I just, not a bad word has been said. Let me phrase that. For anyone not trolling, not a bad word has been said against him. And anyone who knew him loved him. And that, at the end of the day, is all you can really say, is that anyone who knew him loved him. And I don't think a lot of people can say that. It's just a truly awful situation. And listen, there's, and I hate to say it, People are because people are bringing it up. Yes, there are implications for companies and wrestlings. I don't know when you start those conversations. I truly don't because that's just one again. No one wants to ever think of this situation. Right. I mean, that's when you sit back and think about what's happening now moving forward, sort of with Ring of Honor. It's going to be interesting how they address this situation because they were going to be part of that pay-per-view. And I'm, you know, so now how do you, you know, and of course, this is like the furthest thing from, I think, any of our goddamn minds. But it's like, you know, how how are they going to get, you know, to work around this situation in the most. um, Tactful way. Right. Because and it's not working through things because something bad in like uh, that sounds terrible, but. It's a terrible situation, but it's not like somebody did something controversial. There was a fight, 
you know, and now you've got to strip people of belts. This is, he, he died. How do we now sort of work out of that situation into a situation that's going to be good for us and everybody sort of moving forward? It's going to be an interesting way to see how they sort of handle this. Greg Cherry saying perhaps a memorial tournament. I don't think that's a terrible idea. You absolutely need a tag team memorial tournament in ROH. I'd make it like I, the I also, ultimate thing every year. Oh, sorry, like, Ryan. I'd make it a big deal. I'm just saying I'd make it like a big deal, like the G1 in, in New Japan. Yep. Something like to be in this tag tournament should be like being in the biggest. And I don't care if it's it should be ROH because they were ROH bound, but I would love sure. it on TV just because I think they deserve to be on TV. Sure. But it should be like FTR comes in the Young Bucks and then they start pulling from New Japan. And I don't know those guys as well. And they pull from impact like every best team should be in this tournament. Sorry, Ryan, my my screen froze and I didn't know you were talking. Um, That's okay. No, I I was even uh, saying I, I was even thinking maybe you just say these titles are done and um, we're just going to create some sort of new tag team titles. We're just going to call them something different, you know, and uh, that's the end of that you know, tag team title. It ends with Jay and Mark. And then we start some new tag team championship. And then you're sort of, you protect that legacy, I guess. You definitely redesign them. Certainly. You definitely don't give that design out to like, they did that with TNT and Brody. I think they would do that with ROH and be like, this was their, their, their belts. Very well could have been and doing it, that anyway, uh, just because of new TV and whatever. Like sure. they're re restarting yeah. it, but. Yeah, I think a, a tournament or like the Briscoes Battle Royal or Cup or whatever, I think is probably a really good call. A really yeah, good just, call. Gordon, Gordon Post asks, has anything like this ever happened before? To be honest, not not to my memory. I think the closest thing we've had to this would be Brody dying, but they removed the belt from him, I think, in hopes, knowing his situation, that he would maybe recover, you know, and it would go back to him. He didn't pass away as the title holder. But this is the closest thing I could think Th that never, in the recent memory. Never with the belt. Because like, even when you go back to like Eddie dying in WWE, he didn't have a belt. Right. Pillman? Like, he, he, Pillman didn't have a belt. No. no Owen never didn't have a with belt. belt. Um, Benoit didn't have a belt. I know that's a bad one to bring up here, but he didn't have a belt. No, and and true, you know what's sad? This is this this is just like Brody situation. I hate to say, it. when these guys, you know, you hear like I hate to say, it, you hear stories of other guys and they've done some stuff that led to their own situation. These guys did nothing. They were good fathers, mm -hmm. just living their lives, being the best fathers they could be, and and, and things one hundred percent out of their control. Yeah, like yeah. He, like, and I can't. You know, I'm gonna stop because I'm gonna get real, like I start thinking about the situation. Nope. <sighs> no, that's fine, and I think. Uh, to be honest, I'm not cutting us off, but I think we've said all that we could say, you know, without uh, going into all these offshoots. But it's uh, it was just terrible news to get yesterday. You know, mm -hmm. I, I passed out and woke up to a, te the te a text from Matt. Um, and I was like, no, <laughs> you know, and I started looking around and, you know, didn't see anything. And then and saw the tweet from TK. And, um, you know, it's just terrible. It's it's absolutely terrible oh, wow. news. Um, and it's still yeah. ongoing for this family. So just like absolutely feeling thoughts, not only about him, but like these kids are in the hospital. <laughs> That's what I can't think about. Like, I just can't let my mind go there because it's just too sad. And so. and also, I mean, let's also remember here that, that the other driver 
uh, is dead as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't there's know a family we, there too that right people are missing her. Like there, this this has caused pain for so many people across the board. Right. It's just yeah. I, I mean, that, the, that's the schools down in the town. Like that's yep. how big of a, a thing this the, is. So no goodbye. I think is the saddest part. I think that's just what I can't wrap my head around. Like there was no goodbye. Yeah. Well, the the good thing is that now in the digital age their catalog will live on you. We can all go see his work uh, and their tag team work and but the places made, made their Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're um, fine. Uh, New Japan made their matches free on their catalog. I think CZ, not CZW. Who else? House of Glory. One of the indies that had them around a bunch made those matches free. I would imagine Ring of Honor would do the same. Um, but I guess we we can also, I, if you wanted to put a bow on this, say that they did announce that tribute show. I don't think there's any details about it yet, but it is going to be on the ROH platform, which I think is and um, YouTube and YouTube. Yeah, I just I guess I meant more the ROH brand is what I should have said. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And, and having, no, the reason I pointed under out. that umbrella, I think, is a really beautiful thing. A really beautiful yeah. thing. The only reason I pointed out the YouTube was, you know, Tony comes out, puts out a tweet. We're going to put the, an hour long tribute show or whatever on. Honor Club is going to be free to everyone. Pretty clear this is a free thing and people getting mad that he's doing something for Honor Club and you have to pay him. Like, well, you didn't read. And then he's like, I'm putting it on YouTube too. Like, wherever you go, just go watch this thing. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know, find something to get mad about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it won't take people long to get mad about something. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, we'll see what, what the tribute show's about. Uh, you're right, kid. I don't think there's been any uh, firm details, so stay tuned on that. Um, but let's um, let's continue on with our sort of normal discussion. We definitely just want to talk about this up front because it's such huge news, and we're fans. Uh, so, and we're just people, right? Yeah, just human being. Like my mom was researching this because I was so upset yesterday, um, and she like tunes into my wrestling streams with my dad. Um, yeah but she was just reading up about it and just she's affected and she is not once given a single shit about anything that's happened in wrestling at least independently so that's awful you know um resident um idiot savant and that's not meant in a slight kyle k sparks um who i thought might be doing a post show tonight i was thinking about seeing if he wanted to come talk about the briscoes but i thought he was doing a post show so kyle k sparks we'll talk about this again another time but um he said he did uh some number crunching i haven't added uh up the amount of time they held each of the belt variations but i did crunch some numbers briscoes held the tag titles for approximately 21 percent of their total time in ring of honor and then he also followed that up with their combined days as tag team champions were close to four years so. And if that's combined, that doesn't even include the singles runs for Jay or injury timeout, probably. So that's why guild. Yeah, just I will, uh, insane. I just want to point out, and this is like for the the tribute thing. I saw someone say it on Twitter, but you could even see like Ian Riccaboni and Caprice Coleman are there. You know they weren't supposed to be out. Apparently, they flew out other town too. Like they are putting everything they can behind this to make this like a show. So yeah. They're going to do, they'll do it right. We know that <clears throat> we do. We do know Tony caught Tony Khan thought the world of them. So, um, it'll be done right. Um, 
but let's get back to regular programming guys let's let's get to wrestling talk and more fun stuff and we're gonna have a good time with the rest of the show we don't need to bring everybody down uh but why don't we do this why don't we talk about rampage quickly because rampage is actually a pretty good show we'll take a little break kate i don't know if you were on before i got a box we can run through the box real quick it's the new crate uh, and then we'll talk about Dynamite after our break. But really quickly before we hit our break, why don't we talk about Rampage? Darby Allen defeated Juice Robinson to to retain the TNT title. Um, that was a hell of a match. Personally, guys, I think this did the same thing as the match against Mike Bennett. Uh, it really showed you sort of what, uh, you know, that match with Mike Bennett showed you what Mike had. And anybody who wasn't sure of what Mike Bennett was saw it. I think we saw the same thing in Juice on Friday night. And I feel like we're seeing very different tonight by far, but like we're seeing different mm-hmm. style matches at a Derby too. It's not so lather, rinse, repeat with like, oh my God, insane spot. Oh my God. Fighting from underneath, cough and drop, avalanche code red in there at some point, right? Like yep. these, these have felt like very different types of matches from Derby, which is really refreshing to see. We'll talk about the main tonight, but I thought it was his best match probably since MJF at full gear. For sure. And I, I certainly uh, <clears throat> I don't want to bring it up here because we're going to talk about Darby again later. But I saw an interesting comment uh, from somebody either on a comment on a story on a news site or on Twitter or something like that, that I'll post to you guys as we get into Darby later and him defending his belt. But we'll talk later. We did see Powerhouse Hobbs again talking about the house, the book of Hobbs and hurting everybody. Renee Paquette was on stage with the acclaim. They did a whole gimmick with the ass boys in the Hollywood walk of fame. That was pretty fucking bad. We're going to talk about them again later, so we don't need to dig into this, but it was pretty fucking bad. Um, Swerve and the mogul affiliates promised to be the most violent and gruesome tag team in AEW in 2023. I'm still waiting to see something out of them. So don't know how that's going to hold up, but we do get uh, Kate's boyfriend, uh, Eddie Kingston and, Ortiz lose to the the Kings of the Black Throne. Um, and there was some uh, some more sort of pulling apart of that team of Eddie and Ortiz. Um, you know, um, it, they made it look like Eddie was going to uh, hit Julia Hart with the chair and Ortiz saw her scream. And now we're sort of driving a wedge between that team. Some interesting stuff. Kate, would Eddie ever hit a lady with a chair? Oh, what not sure baby face that? Eddie? Not I, even gasoline I, carrying Eddie. Mm. Kate's getting all the, hot and bothered. The knife is. Uh, I I'd really shocker loved this match. Uh, I loved Eddie Kingston sitting Indian style across from Malachi Black, like just making fun of him. Oh my god, I was in stitches. I thought the chair spot was really well done, considering how cheesy a lot of those can look because it to me it felt like uh there was a game plan in house of black with the way buddy matthews came down there with it um this match was a whole hell of a lot of fun and really fun just to see Ortiz in action like he's so great it's it's nice to see him in the ring so a fun story i i don't think ortiz being in house of black is the move but i think house of black splitting them up is fine or if they end up gelling together if you reform lax for a trios thing or whatever. Like, I think there's a lot of really productive things that can happen there, but I, I, I thought this match was a blast. It was so fun to see Eddie in action. 
And it should be mentioned, too, uh, that after the match, the House of Black grabs Ortiz and and they're talking to him before leaving. And then Ortiz gets in the ring and has choice words with Eddie. So um, he leaves and Eddie's sort of standing there by himself in the ring. So, you know, a pretty interesting story going on on Rampage. And we'll see where it goes next. Jade Cargill does pretty much confirm that Red Velvet is out of the baddies. So Layla Gray is the only one left. And then maybe one of my favorite segments of the night uh, was Paul Walterhauser and uh, the Golden Globe. And I'll tell you why it was my favorite. One of my favorite moments of the night. Um, um, He did talk about passing Connecticut to head to Jacksonville because, you know, you never know what's going to happen in AEW. And that's when Dan Housen interrupts and he wants the Golden Globe because he's the top merch seller in AEW. And Hauser's open to that idea, but they get interrupted by Jeff Jarrett and his crew, uh, Lethal, uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Satnam Singh and Sanjay. And uh, Hauser starts to talk shit on Jarrett's gimmick. Sanjay Dutt puts his hands on him uh, and gets punched by Paul Walter Hauser. And then that's when Jay Lethal gets involved. Hauser gets sucker punched. Satnam Singh neutralizes Dan Hausen in the corner because he's such a huge person. Uh, and then... Paul Walter Hauser gets El Kabonged into infinity uh, and they steal his Golden Globe and, and make their way out. The reason that I love this was the fact that fucking Paul Walter Hauser really took a fucking shot. I mean, that wasn't soft. He fucking took it. And I don't care if that guitar is gimmicked. You've got to take it. Um, I was pretty Cobra Kai training paying off. I guess so. Stingray in the ring. Um, yeah, that's the real reason I love this segment. And I mean, of course, we're getting to the match we got tonight, right? So that's really how we're playing out. Um, but yeah, I just seeing Satnam in the sing hold uh, Danhausen back just be, oh. just from his sheer size is amazing. That was and my favorite moment holding Danhausen behind him. Yeah, it was just uh, those were house- the things I loved. The Hauser and Hausen stuff was so great. The Golden Globe Hausens was that was really funny. Yes. Uh, And then we're in our main event. And this is um, another one uh, where um, I think I said to you guys uh, at one point, like this can go sort of either way. Uh, And hopefully based on the prior track record they've had with sort of these extreme women's matches, this would live up. I thought this lived up to the hype. I was very impressed by what I saw. Um, a lot of color out of Ruby Soho, uh, tables, uh, tax Willow looked fantastic. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. It took me like a good five minutes to realize, oh, Willow and Ruby came out in, uh, Dudley gear. Dudley gear. Yeah. Uh, so really fun. Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale wind up defeating Tay Mello and Anna J. Um, with uh, Ruby Soho hitting her finisher on Tay in the thumbtacks for the pinfall. Um, Kate, I'm going to throw it to you again because you've been the most vocal, you know, outspoken uh, critic of the women's division. Um, did this uh, live up to the hype for you? Because it did for me. Uh, I ended up seeing parts of this despite my best efforts to stay in the bathroom. No, I uh, I thought this was great. I thought it was so fun at the Dudley gear and that at one point Ruby goes, Willow, get the tables. I thought it was so much fun. This was really, really great. And I think 
I it certainly after what we saw tonight feels like we might be setting up for a women's blood and guts, which is awesome. But I think in general, matches like this are really good too because it's a nice reminder for like I feel like the Anna J heel stuff hasn't been hitting as well. People are kind of real life burned out on Tay because they hate Sammy. Um, a match like this is a reminder of like, nah, they're they're fucking great. They're badasses. They're here to work. Um, I I really really like what that does as a palate cleanser. I thought Jericho was fantastic on commentary talking about Tay having been on the streets of Brazil and that she's familiar with the street fight and like really building her up in that way. Glad Anna Jay's okay with that table spot that looked really scary. On the replay, it looks like maybe Willow's hips broke the fall. And um, hopefully, in a, I mean, it happened on last Wednesday, right? So if something was really yep. wrong, we would have found out before we even saw. But yeah. uh, I thought overall this was, it was great. And I, I feel like matches like this at the end of Rampage are like a blast. Like that's a perfect spot for, for a match like that. So kudos to them, man. That's the, that's painful shit. <laughs> and, and just so you know, Kate, they did read, or I did read that uh, the news did come out that uh, Anna was okay after that spot. Uh, so yeah, uh, everything wound up being being fine. Uh, Shlong, do you want to add anything about this women's match? Did you see it? I don't even know. I'm sorry. I mean, we were all asking Anna, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Anna? Yikes! Okay? Okay? No, gonna this is a good with this on a boat, Kate for. You know, he is two floors above our cabin. Thank God. So I am banking on that, on that, door. that quality on time. On door. Uh, I'm not going to tell him what room we're in, <laughs> but, uh, Cold. but yeah, very glad she's okay. Cause that, that, that just looked like her head hit the concrete. That just looked yeah. scary. Who set up the table? I'm not trying to be like, I can't remember. I think a, like a, a props department maybe yeah, like, was somebody that in there? Was it the looked problem. close it looked way too close to there to... was there was no way for her to do that if she with a jump like she would have literally had to just walk off stage willow actually set up the table early on but uh, i don't know if she placed the table like you know what i mean like she was setting it up very early on when they jumped them on the ramp that's when ruby shoved her and said willow get the tables and she went down there to set it up and then it broke up and they went to the ring and then eventually made their way back. So I don't know if that table was in that place the whole time or if somebody sort of moved it and got it in a spot where they thought it should be. But yeah, it definitely was questionable. Yeah. I mean, you just, and I'm not trying to blame anyone. I was just curious because that's what it was. The table was just too close to the stage. Uh, and, and she's doing that spot almost blind the way that she has Anna up. Like you can't see shit. When you're oh, she was 100% blind. Yeah. Yep. yeah, no way. Yeah. No way you could even adjust. So, no. Yeah, they're, to tell you the truth, they're lucky that the, the spot was for the sit down power bomb and not like a toss power bomb. Because if she had tossed her. Oh. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, and um, I wonder if it was a sit out because that's what uh, that, oh, that's, Ray used the, to do, right? Oh, no, that's exactly what it was. But I'm just saying yeah. they're lucky spot wise that that's what Bubba did because it saved her from the, with Willow landing first and, and, and all, but match was awesome. Uh, but I don't like women bleeding. Women should never bleed for any reason ever. Like never. Every month, no pal. Really? You do it every never. month. Ryan, <laughs> let me tell you something. You should love it when women bleed. You should. It's always good. 
Somebody <laughs> dodged a bullet. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, Ruby was bleeding. I mean, this isn't, this is my, I would say the same. I think, uh, it was like kind of like the Dustin versus Cody thing where you start to be like, wow, that's a lot of blood. Like, is she okay type level of blood? And again, Dustin Cody and one of the early pay per views had the same feeling to me, but it was totally appropriate for the match and totally appropriate for the, the feud they had. And listen, that's a graphic that they'll always have with her screaming and blood just pouring down her face. Well, Dustin and Cody are not delicate women is the difference oh. there, but I will, the, there's a lot of like dumb sexist tweets out there about it, but my favorite one that I saw was the thing with these death matches is there's actually a really extreme, like a really close possibility of death. And I'm like, motherfucker, nobody has ever been out because of a thumbtack spot. Like traditional wrestling is so much more dangerous than a lot of the stuff that they do in death matches of like, um, have you ever heard yeah. of anybody that was out because of blading or a pizza cutter? No, it's when you take a botched, um, like what happened with Morning, Biggie, a botched suplex? Yeah, Hangman over rotated on a lariat. Like it's what a gross underestimation of how dangerous just traditional wrestling is, and a gross overestimation of what a like holy shit visual actually is because like. I've never heard of anybody being out because of blading or tax or anything like that. Maybe tables and stuff, but those aren't even just hardcore matches. But I'm like, do you know how much more dangerous just a straight up regular poison Rana is than, than oh, taking yeah, a blade? Yeah. Like, just, just so. Um, I mean, death matches always that. are on the. They're always a little shaky with me, and you know that. Like, it's not my favorite brand of wrestling but sure. this was such a well-told story the moment she puts her hand on the thumbtacks to press up to like get in position like that's a moment like you can the decision of like i'm gonna suffer through this to win you can, i should also say tv death matches in particular because there's yeah. some really scary unsupervised unnecessary risk and non-televised death matches so i very fair <laughs> should clarify that like yeah uh in in the world of what we see on, on american television I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the MBW death matches, but my goodness. I heard they had to stop one because a guy got hit so hard he got knocked out. Yeah, with a fucking uh, hubcap. Yeah. Insane. But yeah, no, I, I loved, I liked this match a lot. Uh, Willow and is is just a star now, which we'll talk about on when we get to Dynamite. But Willow's such a star that they used her very, very important spot. Yeah, we're certainly going to talk again about the ladies here coming up. We're going to take a short break. We've gone pretty long in this first half, so <clears throat> let's, get a, let's take a short break. We've got old commercials, but they're commercials nonetheless for us to take a little break. And then we'll be back to talk about Dynamite here on the Mark Order Podcast. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? All right, we're back here on the Mark Order podcast. Um, 
let's see. Let's take care of some business right before we jump back to stuff. So let's give people the business. Is that what you're saying, Ant? We're giving them the business for sure. What the fuck happened to what I had in front of me? It's gone. Anyway, um, make sure you're following us on all our social accounts. That's at Mark Order Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all the places. Uh, and, uh, if you're following us on one, make sure to hit our link tree up. There's a lot of good stuff in there, places to subscribe and listen on, uh, on podcast platforms, our YouTube, uh, episodes go up there. The latest episodes we have are there to watch in our link tree. If that's something you want to do, um, you could also get some free stickers just by clicking the button to, to request some. Make sure uh, you give us your name, your email address, your full mailing address, as well as the country you live in. And we'll send you out some free Mark Order podcast stickers. I lost my other sticker. I don't know where it went, but I'll send you a couple of the stickers we got uh, free of charge. So uh, if you want to support us, uh, you can certainly do that. The other thing we have up is uh, our um Pro Wrestling Tees store. So make sure you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark Order Pod and you can check out all the shirts we have up for sale. We have four designs up. Two of them are just the front. Two of them are front and back. If you'd like to spend some hard-earned dollars on us, we appreciate it and we thank everybody who does. So if you uh, if you order a shirt, I'll give you, we'll give you a phone call and uh, say thank you. We can shoot the shit for a few minutes. I owe a couple people some phone calls still. I know I said last week I'm going to do it this weekend, and then, of course, the weekend got away from me. Oh, you don't care about our <clears throat> listeners is what I heard. I really do. Uh, do not. But um, <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. I totally do. Uh, so I owe a few people some phone calls, but certainly if you order a shirt from us, I'll give you a phone call, uh, and thank you in person. So, uh, thank you to all those who have ordered. I'll be talking to some of you soon. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's all the business we have right now. So guys, um, I'll give you an option. I have a crate. I can hold this until next week. I won't look at it or I can look at the crate now and we can talk about dynamite. It's up to you. I vote next week, but I'm you fucking exhausted. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll hold it. I think I think because we had to cover the uh, J-Risk, I think we should wait till next week. It's fine. We're... I'm going to hold it. I will. I do want to get one little thing. Besides, I got new glasses for the first time in four years, and it is really disorienting right now. Because you can actually see? Yes. <laughs> he sees how handsome I am. Um, oh. I, I My left eye could never appreciate you, Ant, and now it can. Well, now he sees me in perfect 2020 vision. Um, well, Ryan, we'll uh, hopefully you don't pass out here because you're so disoriented. I just had to point out if you guys see my eyes like go wide at any point, chances are I'm just trying to figure out what I'm looking at because it it has been. I told I think I told Kate my left eye the prescription was so off that I it was just as bad as if I wasn't wearing glasses. That's how. Oh, I that's fun. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, now he can see again, so that's good. Yeah. And he used his perfect vision to watch Dynamite tonight. It was a quite a show. Um, they did show uh, a memorial graphic for Jay Briscoe at the start, and then we got into the, the regular show. Um, and I guess I'm just going to ask this here right at the top, guys. They show the graphic. Are we? I mean, I was sort of a little surprised they didn't do like a 10-bell salute or anything at the top. Just a little surprised. I know it wasn't the brand, but it seems like something they I sort of thought they were going to do. 
I thought so too. I see Milwaukee Tom in the chat and he is, was one of the first people I thought of when I heard this was the case. Cause he's such a Briscoe's guy. Um, I was definitely surprised, but I did have it in the back of my mind. Like this isn't a situation that's over. And there might've been discussions with the family about what to do. Like there's so much that we might not even know about. Like it's, it's Mark's birthday and his nieces are in the hospital, you know, like it might've just been too, too much too soon. Uh, I think an ROH tribute show is, is an awesome way to go, but it, off the bat, I was surprised that we just kind of got a, a graphic and a, a commentary nod. Uh, but when they announced the ROH show later, it made a little sense, but my initial thinking was probably just like, it, it just happened. And the family might've been like, I can't even, go there <laughs> yet yeah, there's right. still two kids in the hospital just a comment um but they did their graphic and we got into our first match of the night jay lethal versus orange cassidy for the all atlantic championship uh and the stipulation that was put out earlier in the day was that sanjay dutt um satnam singh and jeff jarrett can't touch anybody or get physical or Sanjay gets fired. It doesn't matter who does it. Sanjay takes the uh, takes the bullet here. Uh, so um, Jay Lethal comes to the ring. Uh, and uh, what I thought was pretty fun was uh, he's looking around like, where are my people? And then he's looking up into the crowd and he sees them and starts waving. And they come down and sit front row. And we start to get into the action. And then uh, we see an usher come up behind them. And it winds up being Danhausen, uh, and he asked to check their tickets. Their tickets look good, but he calls over some other people to sit in their seats. He's like, "Oh, they have seats here," uh, and it winds up being the best friend. So now we have the best friend sitting ringside, as well as the rest of Jay Lethal's crew, and we get into the match. Danhausen is uh, is ringside for this as well. Let's cut to the end. Uh, Orange Cassidy does win by pinfall with the Orange Punch to retain. Um, the all Atlantic championship. There were some shenanigans. It, the guitar wound up getting passed into the ring. It didn't wind up becoming a factor. Dan Housen was able to intercept and then cursed Jay lethal and played a little ditty on the guitar. But post match, the heels get in the ring. Jeff Jarrett wants to El Cabong, but uh, Sanjay stops it. And then um, also Satnam Singh goes to choke slam. Both the best friends, Trent and uh, Chucky but Satnam is able to stop that as well. And uh, Orange Cassidy does wind up hitting the lazy kicks. And Dutt really wants to fight, but uh, he's able to be held back and they go to the, you know, they leave the ring. So cooler heads prevail. Sanjay still has a job. And this was a pretty fun match, in my opinion. Um, Ryan, let's go to you first. Yeah, because I am clearly, you know, the biggest Jarrett hater on here. So let me get that out of the way. No, I think this was actually a smart match to start the card off with. You know, you just did the graphic. People are feeling sad. So do something a little cheerier, a little happier. That moment with Dan Housen and the guitar has been cracking me up all night. Just his little going from the curse to playing was the funniest thing I've seen him as an usher. It was, it was really good. And let's, let's be honest. The match, the match was good. Uh, you know, Jay Lethal can wrestle, Orange Cassidy can wrestle. So he had a really good match. I liked the stipulation because it kept, while there were shenanigans, it kept the really bad ones from 
infecting the match itself. And the after was super funny. And Sanjay Dutt is just he's he's been the best find in the longest time. I mean, he's so funny when he's like, Stop it, I'm gonna get fired. Like he's just so mad. It, it just he's him and Dan Housen are the uh, two best comedic guys going at the moment. <laughs> They're so good. I thought this match uh, was the right call to open with. I think it was definitely supposed to set the tone and and, and change the energy from all of the sadness that we've had in the past day. Uh, the thing that I think we're missing, and I tweeted this, but like as a society, I feel like we have not talked about the fact that Chuck Taylor is such a sex icon. Like, my mm-hmm. God, the mm-hmm. the um, the headband today and the shirt and the shades and the hair slicked back. I mean, he's sexy Chucky T for a reason. And I feel like we haven't acknowledged it enough as a wrestling community. Love this match. I actually, I loved uh, the slow rollaways from Orange Cassidy were so much fun because it made so much sense with the spots where Jay Lethal was going to the top rope and corner to corner and he would just super slowly roll away was a really fun use of his gimmick. Uh, but definitely two guys that can go at the end of the day. Dan Housen's hilarious. It did make me laugh that they were sitting in the same spot that Stokely would sit when the baddies were out. And I was like, man, Stokely used to get popcorn and they get Dan Housen as an usher. That's rough. They got <laughs> the short end of that stick. So, uh, but a lot of fun, a lot of fun in this opener and a lot of necessary fun. It's been a really sad 24 hours. The uh, opening graphic is what everybody was thinking about. And so to kind of a lot of pressure on the talent to go out there and do that. But I I think it was a a good idea to set the tone with that. They were also apparently playing the Briscoes theme in the arena as well, which I think is a nice touch, Mm. a nice touch. But I, I, I thought it was a really good match. I don't know if it opens the show under other circumstances, but I thought it was fantastic. And it should be mentioned too, uh, Jay Lethal was sporting the um, Briscoe uh, armband because <clears throat> he's definitely got a, a history. So um, so that was a nice touch. Um, and Kate, to your point about rolling away from the top rope spot, that was fantastic. And it also came into play again when uh, Jay Lethal hit the lethal injection. He slowly rolled out of the <laughs> ring just out of reach. And that was a smart move. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, fun opener, uh, good way to start the show after a down, you know, sort of 12 to 24 hours. Um, and we get a little video package uh, hyping up the main event, which was Kushida and Darby Allen for the TNT championship. Out of that, we go into our first tag match of the night, Top Flight versus the Young Bucks. And what a match this wound up being. Um, I mean, I don't know what you thought you were going to get, uh, but it definitely lived up to the hype plus more. Um, noted here, the young bucks, both sporting heart, uh, J armbands. They also, uh, hit the doomsday device, uh, during the match, which is the Briscoe's, uh, finishing maneuver. Didn't wind up getting them the win though. Uh, because top flight is able to win by pinfall with the victory roll from Darius on Matt Jackson. Uh, and then nothing after the match, we go to break. But the interesting thing here is, um, for me at the very least, I think this match went the exact way it needed to go. I think that this is where the Bucks had to lose 
and give this nod to Top Flight. Top Flight showed you in this match that they can go with anybody. Um, and I don't think anybody had that doubt in their mind. But if you did, that should be gone now uh, because they looked fucking fantastic in this match. So did the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks don't disappoint. Uh, but this match was was great. Um, Kate, what did you think about this one? I thought this was great. That powerbomb nosedive combo move. I mean, Dante almost cleared him on nosedive. Like, man, he gets such insane height on these things. A really, really, really good match. Nick Jackson, especially. And not to take away anything from Matt Jackson, but Nick Jackson's just absurd. Uh, I, I thought this was fun. I was somewhat surprised, but... Uh, top flights faced them a few times and never won. So this is kind of like a nice level up. And if you wanted to do a trios program with them and AR Fox, this is a really nice gateway into that. I think that could be really fun. Um, but I thought the the match was just fantastic as kind of to be expected. Um, I'm just so blown away every time I see Dante in the ring and Nick Jackson in the ring and both these teams in the ring. That's not to take away from Matt or Darius, but like, just holy cow and and a lot of fun and they are familiar with each other so it was just nice to see that like very um they all looked very very comfortable considering how fast-paced and and acrobatic <laughs> this match was like really 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 impressive stuff so a bunch of fun a, a really fun tag match thought the considering the circumstances to the way that they built out the show was really good it was like silly and then it was like fun teams but like a little bit more holy crap in the ring and then we get to like danielson and bandito which was like all just pure wrestling like it kind of it really held your hand through the show tonight but this was a nice transitional move move into that but just a fantastic tag match and the bucks are trios champions not tag champions right so it's fine i'm fine with that and I think commentary also sort of called out like they've been through a lot over the past, you know, like eight weeks uh, yes. or nine weeks, however much. So it sort of it, it made sense from that standpoint. But I think when you take a step back and you look at the bigger picture, it's like the Bucks had to give this one up. And I'm I'm glad that they did. Uh, I think it was the right move. And they'll move on to other stuff. They helped Top Flight look fantastic tonight. Not like Top Flight needs a lot of that help, but they certainly looked like superstars tonight. Shalong, what did you think of the tag? Oh, this just buried the Bucks. What are they doing? They'll <laughs> never recover from this. No, I mean, this was great. The match was amazing. Uh, all the tribute stuff was great. And like you just said, I love that they called out that they just had this huge best of seven. They're beat up. They're not the same Bucks they were at the beginning. It's going to be a while before they can be, which protects them, but doesn't take away from Top Flight's victory. So it, it really just makes everyone, and Top Flight needed it, especially after losing to the Blackpool Combat Club twice in a row. They needed a big win to be like, hey, we're still here, we're alive. They're their, there's a couple teams that obviously are, are could be their next big thing, but I think Top Flight's, Top Flight's right, the, right there. If they play their cards right, you could easily see them being you know, the, the next huge stars. The one thing they... They need to work on a little bit as promos, just a little bit. They don't need, again, an AEW don't need huge, but they don't ever deliver really any. But aside from that, they are, the way their matches go, they're primed to be the, the next huge team in, in uh, AEW. I More so than Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, you think? Well, no, they are the best team in AEW right now. Oh, okay. Truth bomb. I'm saying the next. 
Yeah. I mean, neither of them are the hottest boy in AEW, which is all I really care. Well, the hottest boy in AEW is a whole different discussion. By the way, I, I think he's going through errors of clothing. I've decided. Pretty Pete? His, yeah, because Pretty Peter had the long, like, 70s style hair with the mustache and the robe. Now, if you look at him, he comes out with an 80s style jacket. He's got the shorter hair and he's got, like, 80s style sunglasses. I think he's doing 80s right now. I think we're going to see 90s grunge Peter sooner rather than later. And he then I hope, we get, <laughs> I hope we get 2000s emo Peter. <laughs> oh no, it'll ruin it. It'll ruin it for me. Danny we could hit it. a new metal phase. He could do Jinkos and, you know, you ball chains and stuff new like metal that. Phase. Yeah. There's a lot of ways we can go with this kid. He'd be a Limp Biscuit fan. The There's good doctor would love that. an emo phase. I, I almost want that for your brother. It's all right. We don't care about that. Um,. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Um, after the commercial break, the ass boys make their entrance to the ring and get on the mic. They're complaining about the acclaimed, uh, embarrassing them last week. And they say that they made the acclaimed what, uh, what they are. And that will be the last time that they're ever embarrassed. Well, enter the acclaimed, uh, and Billy Gunn tries to get his sons in line. Uh, but they run off and, and get on the mic and, he says he's sick of and tired of, and of course, I'm sorry. I've left out the whole middle part. There's a battle rap. They try to stop the mic. Who cares? Let's just get to the point. Billy, uh, as they start to sort of fight, Billy Gunn sort of separates it. He tries to get everybody in line. Uh, the ass boy sort of run off and he, he gets on the mic and says that he's tired of them whining. And he tells his adopted sons, the acclaimed, that they're the tag team champions. They need to start acting like it. And next week, they're going to sit down and hash out. He's got two words for you. Family therapy. So we saw this really bad thing on Friday with the Hollywood Walk of Fame and the asses in the fucking concrete. concrete. And we get this tonight leading to family therapy next week. Now, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm, I'll say this. It could be fun with the acclaimed in family therapy, but I'm just like, can we get to wherever we're going? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sort of like, can we, can we just get to a match? Like if they're building this all the way to revolution, it's going to be a long fucking road. If we get with this tag division, if we get the guns versus the acclaimed at a pay-per-view, I'm going to be bummed. Uh, I actually have resigned myself to the fact that sometimes on Rampage we get like juvenile humor. So I that segment didn't bother me as much because they seem to do that. And I've, I've kind of just accepted it because I'm like, it's 1045 at night or whatever <laughs> on a Friday. Like, so that that actually didn't bug me because I just have come to expect it. But um... oh, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that it bugged me. It was just bad. It was just not really well done. It wasn't. Asses going into concrete doesn't always get asses into seats. You know what I mean? But uh, but I legit laughed out loud when Billy Gunn said family therapy today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. So this could be fun. I hope it's not a revolution build. I feel like that would be way too much. Uh, maybe someone else comes in to interfere in some way or whatever. I think it, this would be really fun. The Acclaim versus the Dark Order could be really fun. The Acclaim versus Private Party could be really fun. I, I would love to see the workhorsemen on television. I'm not sure why 
Anthony Henry and JD Drake aren't on my television, but uh, I this this is what we're doing with our tag champs, I guess. I love it. Of course you do. No, listen, I like fun and I like a little bit of the ass boys. And, and how much do four people actually five? If you count daddy. Ass, I like a little OG. bit of the ass boys. One fifty one twenty seven ish. Okay. Yep. How much do five people owe to Dan Housen mixing up names? Because calling them the ass boys changed them. It changed the acclaimed. They all would probably do well without it, but it just gave them that, that thing that they all needed. Uh, I like the silliness. I mean, listen, I do I want this to be my revolution food feud food? Not yes, no, I'm with you, Kate. Don't be my revolution food. Uh but <laughs> am I okay with it right now? Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I want to see where they're going with it. They do need to start establishing who who the next team's gonna be. I don't think it's top flight yet, so you gotta give me someone. Probably Jeff Jarrett and uh Jay Lethal will be the best call you could make. Give them the belts for an extended run. They just had uh, a feud with them, Ryan. They deserve a rematch. Yeah, they, they already had a rematch. No, no, they no, deserve a rematch, rematch for the rematch. rematch. Yeah. Okay, Third time's fun. a charm. You're going on a boat with me and you're going overboard. I don't know how I'm going to get you, but you. Okay, let's be fair here. Which, how are you getting me overboard? I don't know. I'll talk to, I'll talk to some friends. <laughs> you, I mean, I don't drink, so you won't be able to get like a woozy me and push me over. You're like half my size. I don't think the physics support you there, Kate. I, first of all, you know how big, like physically, the person that I, is my cabin mate is. She's my heavy. Oh yeah, huge, huge. She's like, definitely not the size like, of my right arm. Three. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, I'll get, I'll get, I, I can make friends on a boat. You're going overboard. I actually had something nice to say about the ass boys today, and that I thought it was actually pretty good to have. I almost forgot to, to mention this they were like you're the we're the reason you're over i thought it was really good because it's kind of true that was well played yeah. it's the ass scissor me dad daddy ass made that help really helped the claim that they'd be over anyway but it, it took them to the you know the stratosphere mike peterson doesn't like fun by the way and that makes sense boo mike peterson and completely unrelated my favorite dan Housen renaming of things is for I don't know why, but when he calls Stone Cold Steve Austin Cold Steve, I can't. Oh my god! So I lose Cold Steve or Rock the Dwayne Johnson is also really good, but Cold Steve for whatever reason. <laughs> just... I like Tony Elite a lot. Tony Elite's really good. Tony I just he's so good. But yeah, I mean, listen again, not for Revolution, but for right now, I'm enjoying it. They need to start establishing who is going to be the team for Revolution pretty soon, but. Kate's going overboard on the cruise, I've decided. You're both vowing to put each other overboard. Yeah, but I, I you have, have more common than you think. More in common than you think. He goes overboard every episode, you know what I mean? Whoa. Hey yo. <laughs> well, we'll get to see what family therapy looks like next week. But um We do ours on air. That's right. After that segment, we get a backstage interview with Renee and Hangman Adam Page. And he says uh, she asks how he's doing. He says physically he's fine. But Mox took something from him in their first match. He feels like this win at least gives him his word back. And she says John told her that Page pushes him to be a better version of himself. And he loves him and despises him for it. 
So Hangman says if Moxley has anything to say to him, he can say it to his face. And um, he's asked about what's next. And he says he's got fences to mend or fences that need mending. But he doesn't want to be overly specific about it. And I'll just leave it at that. So um, the interesting thing here to me, guys, is this could take us in like eight different directions. Like, so I'm not sure if they know where they're going yet. But like just at the top, it could be the Bucks and the Elite. It could be the Dark Order. It could be Adam Cole. I mean, there are just those three ways right off the bat that they could sort of go with this, depending on where they want to go next with Hangman Adam Page. And all of those possibilities to me are really exciting. So it'd be CM Punk. I don't think it's CM Punk, but um, it's it's not. Um, It's not. Uh, But I I listen. All I know is this. It could be Bow Wow. <laughs> it's not. We're going to talk about Bow Wow. It's Lil Bow Wow. We're going to talk about Bow Wow after wow, this. Wow, wow, yippee yay. But I, I will say this. I I just want to see more Hangman in some way. So I want, you know, this has me interested. And um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Ryan, let's go to you first. What do you think here? I told you it's CM Punk. What do you think about the whole thing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm excited to see what they're doing with Hangman. Obviously, they got some story in play. Truthfully, if you're asking me what I want, not giving the troll CM Punk answer, I want it to be the Dark Order and the rebuilding of the Dark Order. Since they're not breaking them up, rebuild them. Like you, you had a you had a choice. If you're not going to break them up, rebuild them. And this could be the start where he's like, I gotta, I gotta help you guys out to be what you once were. That would be cool. I think. Adam Cole, baby, could be a really fun Adam and Adam on the right side together. Could be a very fun thing. Um, Excuse me. I my preference is also the Dark Order because I want them on my television. And I feel like we were probably going to have more of a story there, right? Between like when the Elite won the first time. Like, they were probably going to make a feud out of that. So that could also be something that's super fun. Uh, yeah. I, I think you could go so many ways with that. I loved him saying, I'm not going to be specific. Because that's the first thing that Renee should ask him, right? And I also loved... He just really solidified that he was a babyface in a lot of ways tonight. And one of them was, like... He definitely motioned to, to be like, hey, tell John you know, to get better or whatever. Like there was that, like he was going to say something and then he didn't moment, I think was like a really nice touch at all of this. And also just Renee is so fucking good, man. Renee is so good. Like she's a full on character on the show. They acknowledge that she and Moxley are married in real life, but they don't do it in this super pandering way. Like she's still her own person. Um, But it's, I really, really love the balance that they've been striking with like, hey, everybody knows they're married, but we're not going to make it so that she's John Moxley's wife who happens to interview here. Like, no, she's her own damn person. So she's just so fantastic at her job. And uh, and yeah, I, I think this is great. This is some of my favorite work Hangman's done, to be honest. Like, I've, I've really, really liked this stretch. Yeah, um, I think we're... I think we're on the verge of something really good with Hankman Adam Page <clears throat> here coming back from his injury. 
Um, and I think that any way they go could be a lot of fun. I like what both of you guys said. If the if it's the Dark Order, that could be a lot of fun. A rebuild, a re sort of brand of the of what the Dark Order is could be totally fun. If it is Adam Cole, which could make sense too, because right now Adam Cole doesn't have anybody in his corner, right? Um, so maybe having something for the time being with uh Hangman and Adam Cole could be worth something. In my opinion, if you do something with the elite, um, that could also be fun, but where does he sort of sit in that mix, right? Because Kenny is the third in the trio. So that could cause some headbutting between Kenny and Hangman, and they have a history, right? So could be a lot of fun. It should be interesting. Hopefully that we start to see the picture emerge a little bit in the coming weeks. Um, but all interesting stuff out of Hangman. And then we go to Jake Hager versus Absolute Ricky Starks. Something I have to call out for you guys that I thought was just perfect. I don't know if you guys noticed the graphic when um, Jake Hager comes out. This was the first time I noticed it. It says it said Jake Hager with his hat. Uh, yeah, at with the Jericho bottom. and his hat, I think. It's- <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also realized tonight for the first time, if it's something they just did, then they need to do this and start selling it. I've realized that his purple hat embroidered on it says, I like this hat. Oh yeah. Um, if they're not selling those, they're fucking up. Like that would be perfect. Anyway. Um, let's cut to the end of this. Ricky Starks wins by pinfall with the spear post-match. Uh, Starks leaves through the crowd because the numbers game is about to take over. Um, and things clearly aren't done between him and the JAS. Uh, so, um, listen, we've said it week over week. Ricky's a star. Um, you know, we've seen these feuds with the, with the JAS before this feud is doing the same thing for Ricky. It's setting him up for success. You know, the further he goes now, we'll get to sort of what they announced after the commercial break here. Um, but, um, I don't want to see this go on too long, but I think this is doing what it needs to do for Ricky. Every time he, he is in the ring or doing a segment with these guys, he's becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger fan or a bigger star with the fan base. So I have no problem with this. And this match I thought was actually really good. Um, so Kate, let's go to you first. Cause you're not a Jake Haker fan, but you are a Ricky Starks fan. What'd you think here? Well, I also contest your premise that the JAS has been productive in these long feuds because it did fuck all for Eddie Kingston and fuck all for Claudio. So I don't know. But I will say that, A, I don't think that's Jericho's fault. That's just bad booking's fault on the follow-up. And B, uh, this is how good Ricky Starks is. I kind of liked a Jake Hager match that was on my television tonight, and I don't like Jake Hager matches. (laughs) I like Ricky Starks matches one bump where it looks like he might've fucked up his ankle. So I hope he's okay. But uh, this was, I think probably Jake Hager's best match that I can think of in in singles competition. At least I felt like this. Oh, well he, he faced Danielson. Right. So, but that's just not fair. Like that's just an unfair measuring stick, but in human mortals here, I, I think this was probably his best one. 
And the best part about this whole match, it, the best part in the whole wide world, outside of Jake Hager wearing his hat to wrestle and then Ricky wearing the hat later, uh, Rick Starks ran off into the crowd because he wasn't going to let the numbers game beat him because he's not a fucking idiot. I like when faces are smart people, and I like that we didn't get another godforsaken Jericho beatdown after this match, but it, it just made him look really smart. He got his win, and he got the fuck out of there. I think it's cool. If we get Ricky Starks versus Gar- Garcia out of this, hell yeah. If we get Ricky Starks versus Sammy out of this, hell yeah. My guess is we're leading to Ricky Starks and Jericho at Revolution, and I'm, I don't have a problem with that as long as it ends after Revolution. Also a little confused as to where Action Andretti fits in and all this, because that's the bigger story here, right, is between Jericho and, and the Action fella. So uh, I'm I'm intrigued how that eventually comes back into play. But this was the most palatable Jake Hager's ever been to me outside of Danielson, which is just cheating. It's like when you use bacon on food. You're like, well, that's just cheating. You're going to sure. put bacon on something. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> And just because you mentioned Action Andretti before we get your take, Ryan, after the commercial, there was a backstage segment. And Jericho said that um, he wants a match against Starks and Action Andretti next week with Sammy Guevara as his partner. So the sex gods getting back together. But Garcia is there and he says um, he wants to be his partner. And Sammy tells him that he could definitely have that spot if he beats Andretti on Rampage this week. And he even got him some new ring gear. Um and Jericho said, oh, I'll I'll take that. If you win, uh, I'll get to you in a second, Kate. He says, if you win, um, uh, it'll be uh, Garcia Co. Uh, uh, next week, which I, I don't know if I love that name. But also, one of my favorite things about that interview segment was the fact that uh, Guevara kept like putting his arm around Garcia and Garcia kept like moving it and he just wouldn't stop. So. The reason I even bring this up is because, Kate, you mentioned it, you know, let's see what happens with Andretti and and Jericho. And clearly they're sort of folding this whole picture together. Right. Um, Wait, I have a question. Yes. Question. It's it's for Ryan. Sure. Dark aficionado. Uh, What was the Garcia debuted a new finisher on Dark, right? I thought I saw it in a gif going around and it looked nasty. He fucking is it? I mean, he did. I don't know what it like. I don't think they have a name for it. I don't hear it. I don't know if that's his finisher going forward or not. I hope so, but he did try some stuff out. Yeah, it looked awesome from how I saw that that match finished. So, just good to see him getting reps still because I think he's so damn good, so damn good. Oh, I want a pieces. Can I have one? Sorry, they're just sitting here. Here you go. Kate, you have no idea how much I wish you had one at your place. But yeah, Ryan, you can talk about your, your thoughts on the match and the, the segment after I that just I remembered seeing that gif go around and I was like, damn, that looks like a cool finisher. Yeah, well, I I, I don't think I can't I don't really listen to the commentary often, so I can't remember what they called it. But uh he's been looking really good. Whenever he wrestles there, he looks really good. I feel like that's where he goes to Workout. Try out. Yeah. Uh, this match was great. Ricky, I will say it every time. Ricky Starks has the best spear in wrestling. Just the way he launches his body is better than anyone else's. Um, I like that hat. <laughs> and and Kate covered my favorite part, which is him running out of the ring. Because that's what he should do. And that, that may... Normally running isn't considered a cool thing, but in that case it is. It's like, I know you're what you're doing, and I'm better than you at it. I got away. 
So that Do you was guys great. Break bucket hat or Kangol hat? Um, for who? In general, for yourselves. I don't wear either. Neither because my head is too big. Okay, fine. In general. If I had well, I mean, wait, what's your difference though? Uh, on Daniel Garcia, let's say. Did you Kangol and Daniel Garcia? Bucket hat or Kangol? And I just want to make sure I'm understanding your the difference between the two. The bucket hat is flat top. The Kangol has a rounded top. Bucket hat is like what Jake Hager had on tonight. Right, has a flat top. The but... Kangol is the... Oh, you're talking like the Newsy cap. Yeah, but like Kangol's just the Kangol's just the brand. Right, yeah. So yeah, but, the, sure. but like... The default the, is the the newsy but like leather badass looking one, like Michael yeah, well, Scott had on. Um, yeah, also the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks sported them in there. Yes, know. yes. Um, and you're asking about for who? For me, if I had to pick one. I mean, that was just kind of a general question. If I had to pick one to rock, it would be the the newsy cap. Okay. Front ways. I want to sell my papes, not back ways. Okay, what about what about on Ricky Starks? Can uh no, uh bucket. Oh wow, okay. Okay. Everyone needs to sell papes. It's true. Got to get that paper. It's a fine life. Um so Ryan, I don't know if you finished your thoughts there. I just want to make sure you buttoned up your Yeah, I'm your... good. Otherwise, I'm going to start singing newsies, so we're better. Okay. Off. Uh, so then we get into our next match because we already covered the post match setup. Um, Bandito versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Um, uh, and remember, this is sort of Danielson's got to win out here to get to a 60 minute Iron Man match against MJF at Revolution. This was a hell of a match. Um, cutting to the finish, Danielson wins by pinfall. With the the Busaiko knee, uh, and then post match MJF appears on the uh, big screen and cuts a promo. He says he hears everything Danielson and the fans say about him not deserving his spot, but people seem to have forgotten who he is and how he became the world champion. He takes that personally. Fickle is an understatement, and Brian doesn't understand that he's only been dealing with a masked Max, and masked Max likes to keep things light and uh, have fun. But the closer we get to revolution, the more the mask will slip and nobody wants that. He may think he's a dragon, but a dragon is no match for the monster behind the mask. And then we move on to our next thing. So, um, Sean, I'm going to go to you first. What'd you think of the match and the promo afterwards? So first of all, Kyle's case sparks got my newsy reference and, he should feel blessed that I literally didn't continue singing the rest of it because I could. Second of all, a um, lot of fun. I mean, the, trying to think of a moment and I'm blanking on. Okay, go real quick while I'm going through my head because I'm blanking on the moment I want to talk about. I, I can't even pick a moment. This whole thing was 18 minutes long and just fired from the start. Really just like insane stuff here between Danielson and Bandito unsurprising that it was going to be that great but like just the way that they laid their shit in and the fact that they went a million miles an hour and didn't miss a step this entire time like just fantastic Danielson is 
so absurd. And I'm trying to think. There was a reversal I remember this that blew my mind, but I can't remember the I, specific I remember spot. Just, but well, I didn't take notes because I was just watching the whole time. Like matches like that, the ones that I have no notes for are the ones that I was I'm like this. Or they're the ones I'm like, and those are usually Tuesdays. Um, but but this was just, I mean, like, I, if you said it was a match of the year contender, I couldn't argue with you. I'd probably break Omega Osprey over this, but just really, really, really good. Like, very fun. This is kind of what I wanted out of Danielson the whole time of, like, matches like Takeshita and Bandito, where it's just like, these guys are phenomenal. Let's see what they can do against the best wrestler in the world, probably. Um, thought this was fantastic. Loved MJF's promo after, I think, because, well, we didn't have a problem with it. A lot of people did last week, too, to, to steer into something that's a completely different style is fun. I was just always under the impression that the man in the mask was Excalibur. So, I don't know. I guess it's... The man in the mask. I kept thinking of Phantom, actually. Oh, <laughs> but... I just think that Leo's the man in the iron mask. That's a, that's a very true. fair point. I remembered point. what I was thinking of, though, and I couldn't. You know how before the match they kept talking about how strong Bandito was? Yes. I, kept talking... I love that. It's almost like they talked about what spots were happening when he had uh, Danielson up for the the suplex, and he held him there. And I just loved how, like, before the match, like, he's so strong. And he gets to prove it. And I, I thought that was a nice little, like, yeah. you know, moment. Taz was like, all... you don't have to be big to be strong. I was like, that was personal I... for you, wasn't it, buddy? I was laughing <laughs> my hands off when I heard that. I'm like, uh-oh, someone's got some demons. But <laughs> but the fact that he held them right after they, not right after, but when they had said that, it was like, okay, good. He proved it. You don't just tell fans that. Let them see it then. And and they could see that he what he is strong and he is good i also liked how they talked about the mask over the mouth it's not common and i thought that was a nice little detail i mean this three man this three man was pretty good the taz adds a lot because taz is willing to to go through and be like here's what this does and here's what this does and this is why you do that and i really like his he provides he provides the realism on commentary that you need which is where he breaks down and when jericho's good on rampage which has been a lot more late lately it's when he does things like this is why this works. So really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, that was the moment I, sh- I couldn't think of. I knew it was something in the commentary, but it was that they were talking about his strength because he's not a big guy. And yeah, to, to hold him up. But that match, I'm with Kate. If he said it was match of the year, I mean, truthfully, it's insane that we're in January and we've had two match of the year candidates. <laughs> and this was just on a dynamite. Yeah. Right. And neither Free of them TV. involved Ray Phoenix, which is normally the case. Right. <laughs> and Shlong, to your point about the strength, the best part of that suplex was the fact that he gets him up and then he starts leaning and then he lifts him back up to proper, you know, mm-hmm. perpendicular. I mean, it was it was just perfectly done. Um, I can love Bandito. Yeah. yeah, Bandito's fantastic. Very cool look too to have the bandit mask uh, over his face, just like uh, his name. He, he look. He, I I wasn't as familiar with his ROH run as I could have been, like because again I came in late on that. But just if you package him right, he's got a lot he can offer. And yeah, this Danielson sure. kid's pretty good too. I think he's going to be big someday. Yeah, he'll never yeah. be anything. Yeah, he looks like he's, a goat. He's too little. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just uh, a little guy. He's a vegan too, so he can't be that strong. Um, 
So guys, before they go to break, they do get a video promo package for Tony Storm um, from Tony Storm, Soraya and Sheeta, uh, where Tony Storm talks about how she's winning tonight. And Soraya then warns Sheeta to stay in the back. We go to break. So they also make mention um, in that that uh, Tony Storm is like, you know, these homegrown girls don't get it. You know, we get it. So let's not speak about this for now. We're going to pass this because that match is coming up. The only thing I'm going to say is hate to say I told you so. Anyway, moving on. Um, we do come back for commercial and we're backstage because we were just informed that the next opponent for Danielson next week is Brian Cage. And Prince Nana are, and Cage are being interviewed when MJF rolls up. And he says uh, he's got a big envelope of money, more than they'll ever see, and says it's theirs, win or lose, if they can break Danielson's arm. And Brian says they can probably work that out. And MJF slaps him in the fucking face, almost like somebody in the slap league. Uh, and then Cage grabs him by the neck. Nana's able to talk him down. And Max says that feeling is hate and there's no greater motivator. He should use it next week. So they take the money. And um, we'll see what Brian Cage has for Danielson next week. But interesting, MJF uh, up to his old heel tricks, offering some money, huh? Um, but that should be a fun match. Definitely a clash of styles. Uh, so it'll be fun to see. The other thing, too, is, uh, guys, if my memory serves me, was, uh, I'm trying to keep track, the match last week against T- Takeshita, that was a submission win, right? He pa- he passed out. Technically, yes. it's a submission win, they called it. This week, uh, pinfall. So what do you think he's going to do with uh, with uh, Cage? Pinfall or submission? Ooh, probably, I'm going to say a, a sneaky pinfall. Where he's, or, you know wing. what? You could do, the, the cross face would be a really fun spot with him, though. That that would be if he like just can't reach the rope. But I feel like a sneaky win keeps him protected, and MJF can be all pissed off about it. But that slap reminded me of Regal a little bit. Like I think that was supposed to be the like psych yourself up thing. He's leaving doors open for if him and Regal ever cross paths again. Was how how I read that. But it was a hell of a slap. So, um, and I also loved Prince Nana being like, "Dude, the money, the money, don't get." Don't get yeah. too pissed off at him. Think think about the money. <laughs> no, no, he is. I'm so glad they brought him back. My favorite Shining great. Wizards guest, probably of all time. Go listen to that interview. <laughs> so we're lined up that for next week, but we go into Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. What's Wait, our next match? Did we get match? the Takeshita promo too here? Uh, looking, looking, look. No, um, that comes later before the okay. main event. We'll get there. Don't worry. It just, it just made me laugh real hard. It was perfect. <laughs> um, so then we get into Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, Willow Nightingale. Um, Soraya is out uh, with Tony Storm. Uh, we're going to cut to the finish here. Uh, but uh, at one point, Sheeta does make her way to the ring. Uh, so she does not stay in the back. Towards the end of this match, Soraya gets up on the apron jawing and the referee is able to sort of uh you know turn his back tony storm takes advantage of that 
She hits the schoolboy pin for the win. And then post-match, Soraya blindsides Willow, and she and Tony start putting the boots to her. Sheeta gets on the apron. She's in shock. But then Ruby Soho comes down to make the save. And the heels just sort of, well, I say heels, but who knows? Soraya and Tony Storm and Sheeta start to make their way off. Uh, and uh, we're on to the next thing. So we're going to pause there. But um, guys, the reason I, I I hate to say I told you so because I think I called this last week saying I think that Tony Storm is going to turn and we're going to do this sort of original versus outsiders, whatever. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was looking for Ruby Soho to turn on Willow in that moment. It would have been huge if that happened, but maybe we'll get there. I think they could go there, but we'll see what happens. I don't think Sheeta's going to stick around with Soraya and uh, Tony Storm uh, or she'll stick with them and then eventually it'll become too much and she's going to turn away. But um, yeah, it looks like Tony is going to be the one who's turning. Maybe Sheeta's not going to make that turn. Um, but I thought this match was pretty good. We saw some good stuff out of Willow. Tony showed us some good stuff in this match too, working more aggressive, more heelish. So I didn't have a problem with this, and the post-match stuff was fun. So I don't know where to go first here. Uh, I'm going to go to Ryan first here because I think Ryan might have been like, if she doesn't turn, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, I was pissed because Sheeta, they had Sheeta bring out a kendo stick as a face and put it in the ring, which is not a face move. So she should have just turned that. Like, I don't like when they do things that are opposite the character. That's why I was pissed. It's opposite her character to cheat like that. That still annoys me. I'm okay with this turn. I'm okay that it's Tony. I'm okay that it's Soraya. I would point out they used Willow to garner the sympathy. They went, they chose that Willow was the most, one of, you know, not maybe the most, but one of the most lovable characters they have. And if you're going to get people to hate on you, you have them turn on Willow. I mean, that says a lot for Willow. You know, they didn't just turn on some random because that wouldn't have worked. It had to be something someone people cared about. And they chose Willow. So I was very excited for her, even though she was getting beat down. I knew Ruby wasn't going to turn this time because they're going to say, I, my feeling is they're going to save that for the next moment. Like you have one turn tonight and then the next turn happens in a tag match or something. I They're going to have Go ahead. Sorry. They're, I'm just saying they're going to have to clearly define what they mean, though, by like originals versus like non originals. Cause like they really should just, because like Willow's not an original. She's her, she's mostly like AEW's where she's, she's AEW homegrown talent in the sense of like that's where she'll get over. But she wasn't there day one. So they're going to have to establish that a little bit of like, what do you mean when you say originals? I mean, I think in so many words, they're saying former WWE talent versus indie slash AEW talent. And I think you, I I think we all know that. I do, Um, but I just think they need to come out with be a little bit like, if you weren't with us in bigger places, you're not with us here. No, they don't. Here's why. Ready? Let's hear it. Uh, You're going to have Ruby Soho. Tell them you guys all walked out on WWE. I got released and she's going to stay on the face side of things. And Britt Baker is going to say, I don't care um, 
who's on what side of things. I want to be with the best talent. And then you keep Brit heel and you keep Ruby face. And I think that could be a really, really fun wrinkle. Uh, and I think because the numbers would be lopsided, you might, there's still like a spot on the face side. I'm not even going to entertain that it's Mercedes because that would be like just absurd at this point. But I think a returning Thunder Rosa or Chris Statlander, if you're going to do a blood and guts on the face side, could be really fun. But I love the idea of dissension of those two things. And I think you really want Jamie Hayter and Britt to be on opposite sides. Unless you're going to have Britt turn on Jamie in this match to set up something else. But man, um, uh, Saray and Tony were released in a different way, though. Tony walked out of Madison Square Garden because she was sick of being called Tony Two Pies. She, she walked out of Madison Square Garden after fighting Charlotte Flair and was like, nah. <laughs> so she was technically released, but she wanted out. And Soraya wanted to come back to wrestling and, and they weren't willing to clear her, which I, I actually think is understandable given her injury. Um, but so released, yes. Ruby was a part of like kind of a, a different way. But I, I also just think it could be fun of Ruby Soho being like, it doesn't even have to be that. It could be like, I don't care who's outsiders or insiders. This is my home or whatever. Um, and Britt could be like, I don't care. I want to be with the best talent. I want to be on this side. <laughs> it could be a really, really, really thing. Uh, a really, really fun thing. Jesse, yeah, they called Tony Storm Tony Two Pies and implied like pies by her tits in a feud with Charlotte Flair because we have to have sexual baked goods uh ruby stage. just needs to be like my destination was unknown until i got here i now was my ruby, destination. Ruby, ruby soho yeah, i, I should have been ruby soho the whole time she's so over and she's so uh i i saw just both sides of her in wwe and i think she's just makes way more sense as a face but i would have also said that about danielson and i thought his heel shit was awesome so very possible that she could be a great heel and it's just a different environment but like i don't know i i ride the ruby is overtrained or she might you also just have say, athena you also athena is i'm thinking on the heel side if you're doing a, a blood and guts match but she fits into that category too oh hi daphne well athena's heel so that's what i was thinking like it, athena's very yeah, good that, at the moment that fits perfect so that whole side is kind of fleshed out. I think that could, I hope that's what they're leading to. I think this could be really, really fun. You could even just have Ruby be like, I'm not turning my back on Willow. <laughs> it could be that simple. Like, no, she's my friend. Um, but I think it would be interesting if there was dissension within those, those kind of more clear storylines, because I think you want to keep Brit heel and you want to keep Ruby face, but that's just me. Well, it's going to be fun <clears throat> to see how they work this out. Um, but they could go a mix, mix match heels and, and faces. Listen, I just know this. Soraya working heels a lot of fun. I'm all for that. I think personally, Tony Storm heel uh, will give her something more to do because she was a face sort of in that whole thing with Thunder Rosa because of all the negative connotations thunder rosa had sort of uh put upon her from all the rumors of her well and the videotape evidence that she was sort of sandbagging stuff um so tony was sort of the the face but 
you know, then she sort of got lost. So I feel like a heel Tony Storm could could pull her back into, you know, the picture a little bit. Either way, I'm interested in seeing how this uh, plays out. Match was great, too, by the way. We Match was talked good. about it, but re- really, really strong. And uh, Tony Storm, just since she's walked in, has been one of the most consistent workers in there. And Willow is over like Rover, but um, she's kind of understated on how valuable she's been. I feel like Tony Storm. Yeah, she's been consistently good in the ring. That's all that 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 matters for that division. Um, so uh, they do uh, hype up the card for next week. One of the matches they mentioned was uh, Ethan Page versus Jungle Boy and Stoke, and Ethan Page cut a promo on Jungle Boy. Uh, one of the other names that I was very excited to see, I don't remember who they said he was fi- fighting on Friday night, but Friday night we get to see Willie Mack on Rampage. That should be a lot of fun. Brian Cage. Brian, oh, even better. Brian Cage and Willie Mack, that should be a good match. So They had a good match on uh, Dark. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be fun. Um, And then when we get back from break, this is where we get Takeshita backstage being interviewed with Renee. And he said uh, he loved wrestling Brian Danielson because he's his hero and he learned so much. And he talks about how he doesn't trust MJF. And then he says a whole long phrase in Japanese. And uh, Renee says, well, what does that mean? And he says, MJF is an asshole. And, <laughs> With a uh, shitty grin on his face. That was yeah. the best part. And Renee, uh, Renee agreed. Uh, I think she said, yep, uh, which is uh, a lot of fun. And then commentary said, uh, I think, the same. And guys, the amazing thing in my brain, sitting on the couch watching this, was just saying, Man, if he had gone to a different company, they would have never let him say anything on camera because he didn't speak perfect English with no Southern drawl. Um, so, well, um, Hunter's different about that in, in his defense, but Vince is back, so who the fuck knows? The track record is not great. great. So, um, so fun to see Takeshita in a human moment uh, backstage being interviewed. Um, it should also be known uh, for those who aren't maybe watching the darks. Ryan, keep me honest here. Didn't Don Callis roll in and say he had a he had oh, an offer? Don Callis came up to Takeshita, yeah. said, you know, yelled at him for wrestling all the matches. Said that's what some, Kenny used to do, and that's bad. That that beats up your body. We got to get you fixed on that. And then uh, here's my card, basically. Like Kenny and I want to help you out. So yeah, it was a it's a big moment for Takeshita. So some fun possibilities for Takeshita, and he's definitely getting more TV time. And based on our discussions in past weeks, rumors are that they really want to make him a next sort of star for this company. And I think he's got it. So we'll see what's next for Takeshita. Maybe we're going to get a match out of him and MJF since it seems like maybe we can get something leading into Revolution. But guys, now we're at our main event of the evening. A dream match, uh, Darby Allen versus Kushida for the AEW TNT championship. Another guy you look at and you say, how did another company not know what the fuck they were doing when they had Takeshita or Kushida? Excuse me. I got Takeshita on the brain. Um, But boy, Kushida is really fucking great in the ring. Um, His work is fantastic. If you weren't familiar with him and this was the first you saw out of him, go out of your way to watch some other Kushida matches. Look for Japanese work. 
Um, uh, him versus Velveteen Dream was incredible. There's there's some good ones of that earlier era, but from 2.0 on, just uh, like disrespectfully bad to that guy. But this yeah. was phenomenal down the stretch. This was so good. Really, jacket time was bad. Well, see, Ryan, it's it had to do with like the jackets they were wearing, but it's also a masturbation pun. I don't know if you you caught on to the subtle mm-hmm. genius of that mm-hmm. shit. I did not get that. Thank God, yeah. so much. Him, him and Von Wagner, an absolute classic. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. so guys, I mean, we'll cut to the finish, and then I'll ask my question that I wanted to to get to before. So Darby Allen does wind up winning by pinfall with the last supper uh, to retain his TNT championship. It was a quick win. Um, they told a good story throughout the whole match of Kushida working the shoulder, working the hand really cool spot where Darby was going for the drop kick off the top rope uh, while Kushida was sitting in a chair and Kushida stood up through the chair and then caught him on the arm. Uh, and was able to wrench on that shoulder and his wrist some more. Just a really, really awesome spot. Um, uh, so um, post-match Kushida uh, and Darby Brace, you know, Kushida raises his hand, so everything's good. Hopefully we get to see a little more Kushida uh, in the ring in AEW since, you know, there's the, the uh, you know, relationship between New Japan and, and AEW and Ring of Honor. Uh, but guys, here's the question I wanted to ask you. And I saw it, like I said, either posted as a comment on a story or as a reply in, on Twitter or something. But any thoughts to the fact that we've seen Darby now defend this title numerous times? Um, I think three or four times so far since he's won it. Uh, we know we want to see him defend this belt. and We want to see the belt more on TV. But is, is it take any of the shine off the title? The fact that now he's defended it so much. Do we want to see them breathe a little bit with him? Nope. <laughs> to me, this um, is the exact opposite. This is the rebuilding of the TNT title. I'm going to say no, because it's cycling completely different talent onto television. We hadn't really seen... Uh, Juice, we hadn't really seen much of Mike Bennett. We haven't seen Kushida. So as long as it's... If you're doing all those matches and you're keeping it fresh, I don't have a problem with Dar- the fact that Darby Allen is half of it at all. Like, I think it's a very healthy thing because you're getting talent on TV. And all of the matches have been phenomenal. So, And I, I think it's productive for Darby. I th- this, by far, was my easily my favorite match he's had since the Punk match. And I would say his, from an objective standpoint, his best match since the MJF match at, at full gear. Uh, the Punk one just obviously holds a, a special place, but um, the getting to see different dimensions of Darby is so important. Like, I think people are forgetting, like, he's supposed to be one of the four pillars. He was lost mm-hmm. in these weird, like, tag programs and stuff, but I don't need breathing room when it's not like, oh, we just saw him. Darby and Brian Cage this week, and now we're seeing them again on Rampage. I have that problem with Jay fucking Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I don't need them on both programs every week, but I don't mind a champion defending their title and having someone like Kushida come in who's not with the company and get on TV. And like, that's exactly what Cody was doing. Did it with Eddie and Ricky and Sonny Kiss and like people we hadn't seen on TV before. I, I prefer that type of champion, especially when 
MJF is going to be wrestling so little, right? His whole thing is he's dodging having to get in the ring. So having a title that's defended regularly is super important in my opinion. And how about the match, guys? What do we think of the match? I know we we talked a little bit about the belt itself, but the the match I thought was phenomenal. Again, I I I knew what we would get out of Kushida, I knew what we would get out of Darby, but you could always you always sort of have that doubt that something can go wrong and this match can just be a fucking snooze. Uh, it certainly was not. Um, I thought this match was fantastic. I'll just say phenomenal main event. And I like it when Darby rises to challenges in this way. I, I get uh, the same complaint people have, and I understand it about Orange Cassidy of like, and I feel like Orange Cassidy's title reign has been really good for this too. Like it's not underdog, like does the slow kicks and then turns the gas on and wins or whatever. Like this is, we're seeing different sides of Darby in this and what Kushida brought out of him. I think was awesome. I really like it when Darby wrestles like a wrestler and it was a little less like, Oh my God, a really reckless spot. Oh my gosh. Fighting from underneath. Like I love when Darby leans into the wrestler part of him because those other pieces are always there. You're always going to have a holy shit spot. You're always going to have his awesome finisher. I love that he didn't win with the coffin drop in this. Like, so much fun and it felt like they were really telling a story even though this didn't really have a backstory of any sort and i also loved that at the end kushida kind of said like hey let's do this again was like the the kind of look on his face and the hand gesture there i would not mind running it back and i wouldn't mind seeing more of kushida in AEW. he's fantastic very happy he got to do this on american television shlong anything you want to add about the match match was fantastic kushida whipped out a couple really good reversals and moves like kate said darby this match was different than you know his previous matches he's been really good at switching up to relate to kate's point about orange cassidy they seem to have taken two guys that they wanted to be like we really like them we need people to understand that they are good in the ring and said all right let's give him a belt and just have him do a bunch of defenses and now you can't doubt how good these two are like darby could lose his belt at any moment now and it's been a successful reign in my opinion because he's had how many defenses i just like the tnt to be the belt that's constantly defended and has awesome matches you give me that you can turn it over a bunch because if a guy gets in five defenses in five weeks and it's like okay what am i complaining about yeah when he drops it to mirror at revolution to a surprise opponent that's going to be a great moment hmm. that could be interesting but a fun episode of Dynamite tonight after 24 hours of terrible news. Um, so I think they did a good job with this show. Um, you know, they let you just enjoy the wrestling. Um, and, um, you know, uh, we'll move on to a couple things that happened over the week other than the obvious news that we already discussed. But uh, guys, um, it seems like um, Sting's going to end after his AEW contract expires. He um, he had an interview with D Magazine, uh, and there were a few quotes that came out of that. Um, and they said uh, Sting won't allow himself to rest. Not yet. He's chasing the one thing that keeps eluding him in his wrestling twilight: a final act. 
the right performance to cap off a storied career, a moment, a storyline, something constructed with his bosses at AEW to bring him fulfillment. And until he attains it, he'll keep pushing himself further than any wrestler his age ever has. Ever since he returned to the ring in March 2021, following a five and a half year hiatus, he's up the ante, continually testing the limits of what his uh, sexagenarian body can take. Excuse me, I got thrown off by sexagenarian. Um, Exigenarian, more likely. Ooh, intellectually, he embraces the concessions he must make to age a lower spot in the company hierarchy, the end of energy sapping one on one contests. That doesn't help him sleep better on the nights after he wrestles when he replays sequences in his mind and prides at the weak points in his performance. His wife worries, so do his friends. So do some of his friends, but they're also curious. They too wonder how Sting's story will end. He knows only that it's soon. His deal with AEW expires sometime this year. He won't say exactly when. When it ends, so will his time behind the face paint. Whatever I do, I want wrestling fans to say, that was incredible, he says. I don't want them to walk away going, that was embarrassing. I just want it to be a great memory, and then to just finally, once and for all, say, adios. Um, It was also noted that in that interview, he admitted that he had thought he reached the end of his road during his match at Arthur Ashe Stadium in September of 2021 when his body refused to move in the ways that he needed it to during the tag <laughs> match with FTR. Um, you know, so the clock's ticking, guys. Um, it sounds like that when his in-ring sort of career and this deal expires, that's going to be it. Um, so I guess my question to you guys is, is there with AEW a final sort of act, a match, something that you would be able to say, this would be sort of the end of it with Sting? Would we want to see now that where my mind immediately goes is some sort of bad breakup with Darby Allen, right? After spending so much time with Darby, shouldn't Darby be the one to put him down? Yes, but I don't think it has to be a bad breakup. I think they might be heading there. I meant to mention this when we were talking about the match, him throwing the towel away, like, right before the ending sequence. Loved that, of, like, last time he gave him the the fatherly pep talk, this time he's throwing the towel into the crowd instead of the ring because he has faith in him. You could do a, a traditional story. Um, you could also do a kind of more of a, like, respectful passing of the torch kind of thing of Sting, like, seeing if he still got it, and he mostly does, but then he he's just not there fully or whatever. Um, I, I think that would be a really nice way to send Sting out instead of it being kind of, like, visceral, but it could also be really fun to experiment with the idea of a Darby Kilter, so I, I don't hate that idea either, but I do think it... His whole time in AEW has been with Darby. It has to end with Darby, right? Like, you're not going to go on to a different person for one few. <laughs> like, it's been Darby the whole time. So I, I would love to see it be more of a, rather than like a, a huge turn thing, a little bit more of a, a respect moment. But uh, I'd be fine with either. Schlong, you're the Sting aficionado all the way back to the, his WCW days. Um, what's the way that you would want to see his story end? Don't say Jeff Jarrett. Please say Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. No, I mean, I don't want to see him, uh, 
Oh no, Kate yes. went away. What a shame. Um, Wait, wow. she really left. I don't know if she. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Oh, she totally she... didn't mean to leave. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I I don't necessarily want him to go out. I don't I don't want it to be heel Darby because I don't want Sting to go out on like I don't mind him going out losing, but I don't want him to go out like hurt and done. Like it's if it's gonna be his last match, let him get his his cheers in more like equivalent to Flair versus HBK at WrestleMania type situation. And I think it should just be that. Uh... <laughs> Hold on, did you mean to go all the way out? <laughs> I meant to go all the way out, but I forgot that I'm logged into the Fightful streamer and not ours, so I couldn't just come back in real quick. I had to like open Twitter, <laughs> click the link. Oh boy, <laughs> that's really funny. No, I saying I don't want Sting to go out. Like I said, on his back in terms of like hurt or something, because Darby turns heel. What I want Sting to say to Darby is, "I've taught you everything I can." Your last thing is to prove that you don't need me anymore by beating me. And let that be the end. And then after he wins, after Darby wins, they can get up, they can hug, Sting can get his flowers, everybody can be happy. I don't want him to go out hurt or like a teal turn because then Sting doesn't get to have that moment of like, no. When a guy has put this much into it, I will say, God bless this AEW run for Sting though, because the way his WWE WWE one went, it was not the right way to put out that legend. And this is definitely how he should go out. And it should be a one-on-one match, right? Like we shouldn't do a tag thing. No. It's got to be a singles match. Correct. Yeah. Well, if Muda and Shinsuke can do it, Sting can definitely do a singles match. Hundred <laughs> percent. And I mean, anybody they're gonna put in there with Sting to go one-on-one to to end his career, the it will be a protected look. Sting won't, you know, disappoint anybody. I think it'll be fine. So it's interesting, though. You know, we don't know when his contract's up. I think he came in in December of 2020. So I think he said April. He might have said April, but I know in that article they said he won't say exactly when his contract is up. That doesn't mean he won't sign a short term extension if there is a story to go out on. And I'm thinking of Dustin, actually. Dustin's is April, and he is also mm. retiring this year. Maybe yes. they face each other. Who knows? They're like, we're both done. Yeah, <laughs> We're both going out on our backs. That ends in an ODQ. <laughs> That's it. Just a double count out. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's move on to the next thing. Guys, do you know that they're not by necessarily buying the company? There is uh, a chance that Tony Khan does get a WWE championship belt. Do you guys know how? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Boom. The WWE. He won't, but okay. They won't. But the WWE has uh, sent a custom championship to a sports team after they win a championship. And the Jaguars are still in the running. For those who don't know, this past week, they came back from a 27-0 deficit to win that game. I guess the San Diego Atlanta Falcon Chargers, because that was just as bad. Holy shit. (laughs) Really bad. If you're a Chargers fan, I'm sorry. Um, But that was uh, that was quite a comeback. Now, I don't think they get past uh, Kansas City. I was going to say Cincinnati, Kansas City this week. But I mean, listen, any given Sunday. My my team's still in it, so it's hard for me to be like, I want Jacksonville t- to win. 
But if the Eagles go out or ever, Jacksonville will be who I want to win for that reason. Like, I want that <laughs> chaos. Yeah, Ryan, you got to get past Danny Dimes. That's right. I'm not, he's not what concerns me. He's not team. what concerns you? Jalen Hurts? No, we, that, that no, no. Well, I mean, Saquon is what uh, concerns me a little bit. He, he looked mighty good. Well, it's uh, this isn't a football show, but it should be a good week of games uh, on the NFL slate. So we'll see if any more magic is in uh, Jacksonville uh, after this weekend. But Daddy the dream's magic. still alive. Oh, boom. And apparently the word on the street is the WWE is sending talent to Kansas City uh, because that game, I guess, is going to be on NBC uh, or maybe NBC. So they want some talent there. Uh, maybe because they think there's going to be AEW talent there with Jacksonville. Who knows? Maybe they'll fight. Ooh, street fight. Just don't be in the parking lot. That's where Stadium all the Stadium stampede. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Guys, uh, Jade Cargill has broken an AEW record. Um, she is 48 and 0, uh, but she is now the longest reigning champion in AEW history. By holding the TBS championship for 373 days and counting. So this was even, as of the 14th, it was 373. We're over that now. Um, but yeah, uh, we keep talking about this 50-0 and 0, uh, and sort of who's going to take the belt off her. I don't think it's going to be Red Velvet. I think we're going to get a Red Velvet match, but it ain't going to be Red Velvet. No, it's, if Chris is ready to come back, it's her. Um, other than that, I don't know. A returning Thunder Rosa could come in and take that belt. There's a lot of things you could do, There's but I, I hope, I hope it's Chris real bad. In other Jade news, that's just one tidbit I have on Jade. There was a couple more things that came out about Jade. She was on um, the Bootleg Kev podcast, and they covered a lot. One of the other items that they discussed was um, Bow Wow. Remember I said earlier, we're going to come back to Bow Wow. He's going to dethrone Jade. <laughs> well, they she was asked, like, basically what happened to that angle? Because they filmed the Jade and Baddies confronting Bow Wow. And then he shot something that aired on Dynamite. And it was dropped, like, really quickly. And... She was asked what happened, and she said, I don't know what happened with it. Something was supposed to happen, and it didn't, and we moved on from the situation. So, sorry, guys. If Shame you were... on her for not being like, he's a little bitch. You stay in kayfabe for that moment, Jade. Whoa. He's dodging um, me. He's ducking me. You keep it alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I guess we're done with Bow Wow. I mean, there goes all our hopes and dreams of seeing Bow Wow involved in AEW. She was also she was also asked, uh, though, about um, uh, CM Punk um, and her experiences with him. And she said um, she wasn't there. She had left the stadium after her match. Um, so she heard about the brawl out like everybody else did. Uh, and she said that Punk's a great guy. He's been nothing but nice to the women's locker room. He talks to me, tells me his experience experiences uh again at, at comic-con we got really close because he was my tag mate in the interviews and i learned so much from him and so much knowledge in the industry he's been in two different companies and he can do whatever the hell he wants to do so he doesn't need it 
He does it because he loves it. And that speaks to me. I don't need it. I do it because I love it. And I appreciate people like that. She also had mentioned in that interview, he was the only one that showed her how to like properly deliver a chair shot, which is good because she had those video game looking ones for a while, but they got better. Yep. And her she new said, finisher rules too. She talked a lot about Danielson training her. It was a, a good interview if you want to listen to the whole yep, thing. That was the next thing I was going to say. Um, not only the chair shot, but she said uh, Brian Danielson is training her. She said, what you see is how he really is. He's a really nice guy. He doesn't play off. He doesn't let people try him, but he's a very sound guy. He trains me on Wednesdays. Tony Khan is the one. Tony Khan is the one who set that up. He's really, really great. The first thing he always asks me when I come back is like, uh, I will say, oh, man, I messed this up or whatever I have to say. He's like, Jade, but did you enjoy yourself? So now I'm living in the moment. Um, And she also said um, uh, he gave her a tip on her promos. She said he's like, if you want to get comfortable with doing promos, do karaoke. You should definitely do karaoke and you'll be fine. He's like, you need to just breathe in the audience. You'll have so much fun if you just live in the moment and like with the hits and all this kind of stuff, just breathe and take it in and listen. You're going to be fine. Now I'm getting more comfortable. So my guess is Tony Khan was like, Danielson, can you please work with her because they need to push her to that next level. And Listen, I think I said it to you about the last couple matches with Jade. I feel like she has been growing in leaps and bounds. She hasn't looked so green. So something's working. And if it's Danielson, then good on him because she looks way better than she has in the past. And she had also said she has been getting more reps, which is just a part of it. Like wrestling is a very unnatural thing. So glad for her getting progress and just always glad to hear that talent are happy. That's a good thing. For sure. Speaking of talent and things uh, like Bow Wow not happening, uh, Regal did a podcast, um, the Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, He had talked about um, sort of the job that he signed on for never really transpired. He said, there's a lot that happened this year. There's a lot of things that uh, have made me go. I'm quite happy being not the in the limelight. Uh, and I, uh, have been for many years. I had my time the last few, the last little few months in AEW was getting far too much about me. And it should have been about the talent that I was with, not about me. I'm quite happy being in the background. I could have a better, uh, I couldn't have a better last few months as far as TV and doing that, but I didn't go there with that intention. The intention was to do something different and it just never it started off that the way it did, and I didn't expect it to end up being this thing that it was uh, for the last several months where I just became talent. I went there with a different plan because I was asked to go there to help out in a different capacity, and that never transpired. So who knows what that was? Maybe he thought he was just going there to sort of be a coach and a backstage person or booker. But He has said so many times, in that he loves talent scouting and i wonder if he was supposed to be talent scouting and they realized they have a really bloated fucking roster and roh wasn't getting off the ground as in the time frame that they thought i think that's very very possible right <laughs> so either way it sounds like he enjoyed the time he had in aew but he just didn't really want to be on tv to the capacity he thought he was going to be even though we all and i'm sure everybody else we 
said so many times how great he was on commentary, his storylines, but I get what he's saying. I think he sort of knew, listen, there's younger talent that needs the attention. It doesn't need to be on me. Um, okay, he, but like you can't keep hitting on Excalibur if you don't want us to keep wanting you on television. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to be calling Excalibur several different types of desserts. Right. Like it, we're going to want you on television. It's <laughs> very um, Ross and Rachel, Jim and Pam, will they, won't they between him and Excalibur. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just never going to get that resolution now. It's sort of a shame. It is. And guys, uh, as we said before, sort of the last thing uh, we'll note here, Kate, you mentioned it before and they said it tonight, um, you know, with the whole uh, Jay Briscoe stuff going down. Um, boy, that really minimizes it. I'm sorry. That's not really what I meant. No, we talked about it extensively, though. But um, it was uh, noted on Twitter that they were playing Give Me Back My Bullets as the crowd filed into the arena tonight. Uh, We had said we had heard that, but I did see that confirmed on Twitter. Um, No 10 bell salute. We talked about that, but they did have the graphic to open the show. Commentary did discuss Jay during the opening match uh, because of the ring band. And they sent their thoughts uh, to his widow, their children and Mark and their parents as the show went off the air. And uh, Kate, you mentioned it that um, Tony Khan did mention that, um, they would be filming a tribute to Jay after Dynamite tonight. So he said, thank you for watching Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. We're just getting started. We have a great live show for you all. Plus, after the live show, we'll film a special Ring of Honor tribute to the late, great Jay Briscoe, which will be available soon, free to everyone on Honor Club. Uh, so we know that much. Uh, Tony Khan did go on to say free for everyone means free. It will be behind a paywall on Honor Club. Plus, we'll post the tribute show in its entirety on Ring of Honor YouTube as well. Also free to everyone. As tonight, th- uh, as tonight, this crew will come together to shoot a special Ring of Honor event in honor of great, uh, the late great Jay Briscoe. Uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, we don't know uh, what that's going to be, but be on the lookout. It will be coming and uh, should be a. A good show. They tend to do a good job uh, with their production and everything else around this stuff. So don't know if I have much more to say or if you guys have anything else that we missed, but I think we can start to pull this train into the station. Sure. I'll just say that uh, the Mox return was a year ago today, which is pretty cool, too. Or mm. might have been a year ago yesterday, but some ways that feels like 10 years ago, some way that feels like yesterday with everything that transpired in wrestling right. over the course of that year. But good for him for staying happy and healthy. And uh, we're to talk about dads. Like he's got a, a new, a new growing baby. So, um, or I guess over a year old at this point, but that was the only, the only other thing we can, we can pull the train in. Well then Kate, why don't you tell the people where you're going to be when you're not here? Sure. Tuesday nights on normal weeks, I get to do a NXT review show at Fightful YouTube. Also, AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show on Fightful YouTube as well. And Fightful Select on Mondays behind the paywall, uh, talking about Raw for some reason. Uh, And not February, but March, I'll be returning to Excite Wrestling Commentary Desk because their February show is while we're on the cruise. So... (laughs) Very excited to get back there, though. They're doing really great work. So check them out. 
Well, then we've got a long time to think of something for you to work into your commentary that night. So we'll be thinking. Uh, Schlong, uh, where are you at when people, uh, when you're not here? I'm sorry. I am. You can find me Mondays and Tuesdays live tweeting Dark and Dark Elevation at Mark Order Pod. And that's where I am the rest of the week. So be nice and interact with me, but be nice. Yeah, be nice. Um, and uh, as far as everything else, like Ryan said, follow us on the Twitter at Mark Order Pod. Um, you can find us on all our socials at Mark Order Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all over at Mark Order Pod. Um, uh, if you hit our link tree up in uh, in our social accounts, you can find all of our social accounts. You can find feeds to the podcast in audio form. Uh, you can find our YouTube page, all that kind of stuff. You could also find a link to request free stickers. So if you don't have any stickers and you want some, click that uh, button. Uh, give us your name, your email, your mailing address, the country you live in, and then we'll send you out some free Mark Order podcast stickers uh, at no charge. The other thing you can find in our link tree is... Um, is a link to our pro wrestling tees store. And if you're not on our link tree, that's fine. You can get there by going to pro wrestling You can search Mark order pod or go directly to pro wrestling slash Mark order pod. And we got a few shirts there for you to pick up a couple, uh, you know, front, uh, prints only a couple double-sided prints. Um, so if you'd like to help us out, uh, and support us, you could, uh, spend some of your hard earned dollars on a t-shirt and we appreciate all of those who have already bought one. Uh, and uh, if you do buy a shirt, uh, as long as you give your phone number, I'll be giving you a call to say thank you for purchasing one of our lovely shirts. Um, beyond that, thank you to everybody who watched along live with us tonight out there. The Mark Quills, the Asian Joes, the Jason Majors. Caden uh, was on. Uh, Jesse Ozog, uh, I don't know. I, oh, I saw a whole bunch of other people. Joe Walsh was in there for a couple comments. He's the one who ran Kate off. Sorry, Kate. He said, say Jeff Jarrett. Um, but thank you to everybody who watches along live. We appreciate you. Thank you for everybody who's listening in podcast form after the fact. Uh, we do appreciate you too. To everybody out there, uh, if you're watching us, listening to us, doesn't matter if you can subscribe, like rate review, that totally helps us out. And if you are listening, you can go find all the videos uh, on our YouTube page. They live there forever. So you can go back and if something funny is happening or if something's talking about somebody's talking about something, you don't know what it is. Check out the YouTube because it's probably one of us doing something stupid on camera. Probably Ryan. Uh, yes, probably Ryan. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that's it guys, uh, for us this week, we'll be ne back next week for nasty 96 on the Mark order podcast. This is Kate and Ryan's go home before the, uh, cruise. Will they finally learn to get along? Will they, you know, um, come together in the name of friendship so that they won't want to throw each other off the deck of a cruise ship? Who knows? Maybe their friendship will blossom into something where they're not constantly hating each other. Or maybe they'll just continue to hate each other. Who knows? Tune in next week. Find out. Guys, we talked so much earlier about uh, telling people you care about them and you love them. I love you guys both. 
And I love the fact that we get to do this every week. So me too, man. We will see you. Mm-hmm. I will see you two next week. By the way, I still haven't mailed your Christmas gifts. You're just gonna get a random gift in the mail. Um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, uh, I'll see you two next week and we'll see everybody else out there listening and watching next week here on the Mark order podcast. the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.